Okay, welcome to Tuesday. I'm Ultra David. I'm James Chen. I'm D1. And Tapicans. Okay, okay. Well, uh, yeah, so when I was <laughs> in school, there was no Wi Fi. There was a computer starting in fourth grade that we had a computer, and we got on Prodigy, which was the height of technology at the time. We got on the internet. I don't know if it was dude, I had, the internet really. Dude, the computer in my grade net. school was the monitor that was all green. It had no color. Did you have Oregon Trail? <laughs> I was, we I did have, have Oregon Trail. <laughs> I had Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail is like, that binds the generations. Word munchers? I but the thing is, I think I had the super early version of Oregon Trail, though, where like literally to shoot the deer was like some ASCII deer like running across the screen when you fired the bullets. It was just like a, a, a cluster of dots that slowly moved up the wow. screen. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I had the OG version of Oregon Trail. I've okay. never heard of that one. <laughs> mine, had, mine had color. Yeah, we had a... See, I didn't, yeah. have, I didn't have color yet. See, the best thing is everyone always talks about dying of dysentery, right? My version had no death by dysentery. What? That's yeah. like the thing. Yeah, like I never died in. Wow, that was not original, huh? Yeah. Did you anyway. name your party? No, we couldn't name our party. Wow, that's like not even yeah. the same game. Dude, you're, you, that's now it's starting to sound. So you, why was it even called Oregon Trail? Because it was this, you had to eat and trade and like. What you were you doing? Was there a trail? Was yeah. <laughs> was it made out of like equal signs? Dude, trail? there was no actual <laughs> map. There was no map. It was just text. It was like you're here now and you're like. Those tough times. Those tough times. <laughs> hey, dude, we were trying to simulate the Oregon Trail, okay? They didn't have color back then. Uh, those tough <laughs> they, times. They all saw them black and white. Back in the 60s, exactly. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, well, we're, we're talking about this because you had Wi-Fi in yeah, school? Yeah, I had Wi-Fi in my school. And I was going to touch on, while you guys were talking about Oregon Trail, I was able to play games on computers, but I don't want to talk about how they were able to play games on these computers because, you know, yeah, and uh, you, they you were. Do what you gotta do. You know, they had programs, and uh, Dude, we yeah. were playing these games that were made by like this company <laughs> called Sunburst. Like there was this game called Factory and a game called Ant Hill. These were great games. If someone can find a way that I can still play these, like emulated, I'd be super. Dude, if the old board game Chivalry was super awesome when I was in grade school, dude, it was it was a board game slash computer game. It was super awesome. Wow. I think there's actually a library of old like Macintosh games. Yeah. I, mean, I need to go look for that. Yeah. I need to go look for that. So. Yeah. The coolest uh, game that we had when I was in high school was, um, I forget what it was called now, but it was a TI-86 game where you trade drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the stock market and you would like sell LSD at like some certain rate and then you would buy a whatever. Heroin Someone would or just program it on their... Yeah, you the graphing calculator. Yeah, exactly. yeah. They, they taught economics. Yeah, that's like, what it was. Dude, it was a, a stock market. Dude, a friend of mine programmed like a Star Wars game where you had to like try to shoot Tie Fighters and stuff like that oh, on Phoenix. the graphing calculator. Phoenix. Yeah. Is that that's what it's it. Yeah. Did you guys ever play Doom or Wolfenstein? I remember playing those no. on the computer. On yeah, the yeah. Calculator? No, calculator. Oh no, sorry. Oh, oh uh, yeah, man. I played Doom and Wolfenstein. And school? Like, oh no. Oh. Not at school. Yeah. Although I was in school when those games were coming out. I wasn't oh, okay. Dude, when I graduated out of grade school, that was the year that I told someone that I beat Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out, and they didn't believe me because they said he was unbeatable. Wow. So, wow. so well, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff today. Probably not a whole lot more of this stuff, but uh, we'll see how it goes. We're going to be talking about uh smash and fgc scenes and the compatibility oh, therein look we talked about it a little bit uh like maybe a couple weeks ago or even last week 
but it's kind of came up again after Shine happened, and then we figured this would be a good time to actually bring on Smash community members and yep. talk about it. So it seemed like a yeah. good idea, and luckily we have some folks locally here, as well as I don't even know if he's on. Uh, Gamer is going to be on as well. Uh, I will can, call can we make him. Make that happen. Let's okay, call cool. him right now. So that's that's, that's cool. going to be happening. We'll also get to some results, we'll talk about other stuff, news and whatnot, and then we'd also like to have oh, a uh, question and answer session where you can ask these folks whatever you want. Sweet. Uh, awesome. And they're obligated to answer. So yeah, can, you hear, can you hear us? Can you hear us, Oh wait, hang on. Oh, I love that theme though. That's from Sorry, Ragnarok. that's Guilty Gear. That's, that's Guilty Gear. Uh, that hang on a second, Gimmer. Hang that's, on that's, a second, Gimmer. That's totally Blaze Blue Ragnar's theme. Yeah, that was Blaze Blue. Oh, Alright, talk again, Gimmer. Bloodline Rebel. Dang, can, can, right, I'm right. a fiend. I love Blood. Can you hear us, yeah. Gimmer? Yes. Oh, there hey, we go. Hey, What's yeah. up? Okay, okay. Do you got his face on the thing as well? Not yet. I okay, will do that right happen. about now. We also have a bunch of food here. It's something that we've been doing lately where we eat food. We, I mean, whenever we have guests, we always have food, but we uh, would always just eat it off camera. I don't know why we were bothering with that. So Sweet. feel free to eat your delicious Chinese food. In the meantime, James Chen has no idea what food I got for him yeah. because he didn't get back to me in time, and I needed to buy the food in order to get here on time, which I almost wasn't anyway. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic so, show. As uh -oh. we, uh, so when are we going to unveil this? So I guess we're going to unveil this right now. And, uh, Here we go. I, so me and David have eaten at restaurants a lot of times, so yeah. he should know what I like. But I don't think that he would have cared. I think he probably just would have gotten me whatever he felt like it, because that is what David does. What is this? Is this orange chicken? I think, no. Oh, it's not orange chicken. It's not orange chicken. It's totally Gen orange chicken. Well, that's not what I ordered. Oh. What is it? General Tso's chicken? No, I ordered cashew chicken. Cashew chicken. Oh, it looks good to me. Did you get me rice? Yeah, there's a rice. There's two things of rice, and you can just spoon it out. And <laughs> there you oh, go. I we'll see. just split it up. Got it, got it, got Wait, it. Gimmer? Gimmer, what, Gimmer. Are you, what, what are you eating? Now? Our ears. Gimmer's trying to eat something, too. He's like, screw you guys. If, if we're eating, he's going to eat, too. So. Anyway. Where's the bag with the utensils? It's over here. Did you give me one? I'm pretty sure we won't. You couldn't give me anything because... Of, Oh wow, there you go. Well, I really appreciate the guest privilege that we have here. Absolutely. Seriously, thank you. Man. Yeah, thank you so much. You're very important people. <laughs> our... You're welcome, Gimmer. You're welcome, dude. Yeah. So. Wait, you guys ordered Gimmer food? Um, yes. <laughs> we totally did, and we just mailed it over right now. So. We use the uh, Postmates. I mean. <laughs> we actually used the NASA hookup, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely paid by NASA, aka your tax dollars. Oh, okay. So this is this is our VIP lounge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be eating today. That's right. Uh, anyway, let's talk about stuff. Sure. Um, James, do you wanna ask a question? Do you All right. Look, so here's or the situation, right? So as uh, things are going. <laughs> Tensions between the FGC and Smash community seem to be mounting and getting mm. a little bit stronger. Um, there have been times where, you know, guys like Capo have ended up on our um, Kappa and such. <laughs> uh, they definitely seem to uh, enjoy talking about Smash now. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so basically the situation is this, right? Yep. Um, the fighting game community has a culture very much of everybody's a player, you know, all this 
other stuff. And um, the Smash community is starting to grow um, because their popularity is increasing. Uh, they're growing a lot more esports, and now their top players are becoming more celebrities. And so they're starting to differentiate themselves from other players in the crowd. So what this has started to go, you know, the road that this is going down now is that some of the top players, they get uh, bombarded by fans at events and, you know, they don't have a lot of time to play. They, it's hard for them to, you know, get practice. And so they've kind of wanted, they started talking about VIP rooms just for, you know, top players. They've also talked about floating past pools um, so that uh, they don't have to play the earlier pool so they have more time for fan interaction and such. And um, uh, there's just, like right now, FGC proper, which I call it, and the Smash community are not seeing eye to eye on this situation. So the FGCs, you know, just from, from a lot of the FGC standpoint is that, you know, from like my standpoint, for example, mm -hmm. is that a player is a player is a player. Doesn't matter who you are, if you pay the same entry fee as anybody else, you get the same advantages as anybody else, right? So once you've entered a tournament, you don't get any special treatment. I, I don't care. I don't care if you're Justin Wong. I don't care if you're Mango. You get you get no special treatments, right? But uh, it's starting to change a little bit now, and um, yeah. So that's the situation here. So uh, mostly, uh, I know that you you've talked about it on your show a few yeah. times, right? And uh, so I, I just wanted to get the perspective because obviously last last week when we did talk about it, the four of us here are all from the FGC, so we were like. This is silly, you know, why float, why float? But um, let's tackle these one at a time. So there's the floating, there's the um, VIP room, and such like that, so, and fan appreciation time and things yeah. like that. So let's talk about floating first, because that one seems to be the, the, the one that uh, FGC is most against. And I've definitely got a lot of people coming up to me, like from the Smash community, telling me that they think floating is fine, and. I just don't see it. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. So, uh, what's what's the Smash viewpoint on this? Okay, so I'll take on that. I think floating in general is seen as like a neutral thing for the most part to negative. And there are very few players that will say like, "Oh, I'm not going to go to this event if there's no floating." As a top player, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, to be honest, I think it's like Lefton and maybe a few others that have been the most, the biggest proponents of it. Mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like Evo doesn't run it. Um, CEO doesn't run it, Combo Breaker doesn't run it, we're totally, you know, fine with that. And to be honest, you know, I think a lot of us um, see, because there are, you know, reasons why people want to float, but I think for the most part we want to avoid it if it can be avoided okay. for the most part. And that's a general sentiment. Um, to recap why Shine did it, they wanted to provide an alternate experience and they actually had... Um, I guess meet and greet autograph sessions yeah, for um, okay. each of the players were required to spend at least an hour at the booth. Um, you know, I think they could have optimized their schedule to avoid floating, uh, but I think from the general consensus is that floating doesn't happen. I think at the end of the day, everyone's pretty cool with it. Okay. Were, so, were there any situations there where uh, the floating uh, caused things, or let me say, like, was anybody who was floated not as successful as you would have expected? given the float. Um, Were there any people who underperformed? So I didn't get floated. I was the cutoff man, and I beat the guy that got floated. Sick. <laughs> so, um, but I think the statistic, you know, I think Genesis 3 was the first one that really implemented it. I right. think only one person went to and out from floating out of the 64 players. So generally speaking, okay. um, it did, but 
um, I think most people kind of agree, like regardless of results, I think whether it's 99.9% likely to happen that the top player beats the, I guess, unseated player or the non-floated player, that it should still happen in the spirit of open brackets. Right. Where, um, there's no regulation. I think the big issue is, yeah, like Mango Armada, for sure, they're probably going to make it without losing too many socks or losing any matches. But what about the cutoff guy? Why does the three second place guy get such a significant advantage I over see. 33rd? And that's where kind of the issue becomes okay. more apparent. So, so one of the things I think that's really important to note mm. is that uh, from the FGC standpoint of things, I think everybody's sitting there thinking, man, everybody in Smash wants to float. This is garbage. And this is not the situation at all. There's actually discussion there, and there's even people against it. And uh, like you said, you guys are okay even if it doesn't happen, right? So I think that's one of the misconceptions that's going out there right now is that everybody on the FGC side oh, just thinks that Smash is just going down floating. Yeah, that's... But, I was going to say, that's one thing that I noticed a lot. If ever there's something that happens in the Smash community, people will make a blanket statement, and they say that <laughs> everybody in, under the Smash yeah, umbrella, yeah. they basically share that same sentiment, and we're going to, you know, pay, um, tar and feather them because all of them, uh, you know, think about, well, they want to carry out this one idea. But I'll say one thing about the Smash community that I do like is that we're willing to try out new things and change. Where mm -hmm. there, there are certain scenes where... People, if they notice that, you know, something works or it's not broke, they won't fix it. We're always willing to try new things out to see if it can possibly make our, you know, tournaments run better. If it can uh, make the experience better for the players or even the fans. Because there are a lot of times where events do happen where we do want to interact with the fans. Like, contrary to popular belief, because K-Brad put out this video that was really <laughs> popular, which a lot of times I agree with K-Brad, but that video actually... Um, there were a couple yeah. things that I wanted to talk about with this video. Um, we actually do love our fans. I am one of the few people that never complain on social media about fans holding me up to go to do commentary or coming mm -hmm. to me when I'm in the middle of a casting session and asking for autographs. I, I get tons of people um, coming up to me all the time, especially ever since like 2014 where I was featured at E3 on the grand stage the whole uh, oh, super right. fighting robot yeah, yeah. thing. Uh -huh, People uh -huh. far and wide, casuals that probably don't even enter tournaments. Like I walk in the streets of LA and I'll have people come up to me and ask me for autographs or give me a high five, right? Mm -hmm. And I never complain about that stuff. To me, it's cool that there are fans that appreciate Smash and are happy to see how far Smash has came. But at the same time, I do understand that there are certain top players who want to have that old feeling of being able to just walk up to a setup and play amongst the crowd but they can't because when that happens, a sea of people sometimes stops them from training, right? <laughs> yeah. Which leads into the, the, you know, the VIP room subject. Um, first and foremost with uh, Shine 2016, the back area room was actually a room that was dedicated for staff. Um, yeah. And the staff uh, includes like people that were on the production team, TOs, volunteers, uh, if, if there were um, esports journalists there that take pictures, they were there behind the scenes too and players that were going to appear on stream. So the right. players that were going to appear on stream do not only include the top 48, even though I know people were reading Kage's tweets and probably, you know, saying, oh, so only the top 48 get an opportunity to go back there? Right. Nope. The regular Joe Schmo or the new hot buzzword <laughs> that everyone's talking about in the scene, Jim, which I don't <laughs> like that at all. I just like to refer to everybody Did as a you player. Create it wasn't me. It wasn't me. But um, I, I think it's better to just refer to everybody as a player, right? Because we are we all started off as players back in the day, and we don't want to alienate any anybody. 
But um, so the, the you players. Oh, I'll, you can uh, refer to me as Jim. But your name's not Jim. Well, it's James. No, <laughs> except to David. Anyway, so. Yeah, Jimmy. Oh my God. <laughs> but, oh, no. but what I wanted to say was, um, the people that were in the back were staff and people that were going to appear on stream, which means a guy who was probably seated dead last in a tournament that was going to play maybe the best player there, mm -hmm. they had the opportunity to go to the back and warm up and also bring up, bring on one or two training partners to no, warm okay. them up, you know, get them ready for the match. It wasn't a VIP area. It so was just it, a warm-up no, no. station. So it was basically, it was. yeah, it was basically yeah. An, an area that allowed, like, people that were going to appear on stream to have the opportunity to train. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah. most of the people that usually appear on stream are players that are up <laughs> there, right? Yeah. So I mean, the, the same thing happens in fighting game tournaments. Yeah. I mean, you know, ones that, ones that okay. you guys have been to as well were... You know, CEO does that stuff. Um, Combo Breaker had a room for staff and for whatever yeah, else. And yeah. I mean, it's not very common, but it's becoming more common, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, I could, if I could butt in real yeah, quick. Yeah, I was just about to ask. Yeah, feel free. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, you were here. Yeah. Oh, I just basically, to... uh, this is what happens at every tournament. We set up setups in the back for the players on deck. And then what happened at Chine specifically was someone came through and was like, you know what, we have extra setups. So instead of two, so one for each player to, you know, warm up. There were six for each game. So that's why it kind of snowballed into a VIP area. But at every single tournament, this kind of happens where it's at the first day and a half, it's always just the players that are supposed to play. But then as the tournament progresses, some of the top players who want to rest or out of the tournament, they kind of just start hanging out backstage with the stream staff. Right, okay. Um, yeah. And it kind of builds up with there's like too many people back there. And then I guess. Kage thought it was a VIP area, so he just like tweeted about it, and <laughs> that's how it started. So. Okay. Hmm. I don't have too much to object about in any of that. <laughs> I mean, so overall, I mean, if you ever see a production area to an event, that's mm -hmm. pretty much what it was, plus like a handful of setups. Yeah. And the good thing about that was our stream schedule went actually ahead by 10 minutes, so we weren't lagging by any means. So that's like one of the biggest benefits we've had, mm -hmm. was that we stuck to the schedule and we weren't lagging and snowballing like 30 minutes behind, an hour behind. Was it because, because was it because basically hand warmers were happening off screen, off stream basically? Um, I mean, they were really on point about deciding on who was gonna be on the stream. Mm -hmm. And okay. a lot of the times the delays come from them looking, it's like, oh, where did, where did this player go? Sure. Oh, this guy went to the bathroom? <laughs> or, like, shoot, like, I just lost him. And yep. so, um, those are just a really great way to coordinate everything. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, the final day was, uh, they, they allotted four hours for each top eight. And uh, a top eight lasts usually about three most, maybe a little over that. So, right. any downtime or any extra overage, we had plenty of time to catch up. Um, so, I mean... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, you, you said that um, that the Smash scene is willing to try new things. Yes. Like, implying that the FGC probably is not. Even if you're not trying to imply that, I think that's true. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we're, we definitely have like a set set of ideas in terms of how we want things to go. Mm. And there's, uh, this is how many of us think, I think. Um, certainly it's how I think. Um, I am down with New things and with change, but sort of on our on our terms, I guess. Yes. And that's yeah. part of why, uh, you know, I didn't want to get involved with the major esports organizations like mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. Um, now that's sort of you know it's not really an issue anymore. But um, yeah, so there there's like a set 
there, there are things that I care about that I don't want to see change. So the base values. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, those are things like that everybody has to play, that nobody should be treated differently. No one should have an viewpoint. Yeah, that anybody, and also even that like the individual members are not as important as the scene, um, including me and including Jimmy over there, um, and uh, and whoever else. Um, if if Jim leaves, if he quits tonight, it's gonna suck. But like, eh, there's other people who commentate. <laughs> I just want to say that you are not replaceable. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, that's how I view myself as well. And all the I don't know. Players. I think David just recently put out a tweet with a really bad pun in it. So I think David Ooh. is slowly by slowly Shame trying me. to trying to make me obsolete. So you know. So you know these yeah. the, the, these things I think are, are things that like the FGC doesn't really want to give up on. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying whether that's a good or bad thing. I just think that that is how a lot of us view it. That we just have like a set number of principles that are like too important to give up on and uh, I also don't want to imply that like Smash doesn't have that stuff but yeah um, I'm just saying like I think that that's that's part of part of where uh, the hostility comes from mm -hmm. I can see um, and when we you know when certain people in our community think that those things are being challenged they react in ways that are probably not the best uh, but. well let me ask you guys this because obviously you guys are coming here and you're like well some people don't like it in Smash community, et cetera, et cetera. Do you feel like it's just, you know, I'll say certain people, but like <clears throat> Leffen, you know, like who's like louder than most people, yeah. and so it kind of sounds more like, look, I like Leffen a lot, right? Because I like that kind of person in the yeah. community. It's like, he's like F-Champ, right? And, yeah. I, and I always want those kind of players in the community, but in a large way, he he's kind of louder than a lot of other people, and obviously he's very pro floating and pro VIP and all the stuff like that. Yeah. Do you think that might be like? Do you do you feel like there's any sort of within the Smash community to tell Weapon like chill a little bit? Um, yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of that, um, but you know I think the heart of Weapon is actually um, more closely aligned to what the FGC thinks about players more than what people would realize. Okay, he wants okay. to put on the best show possible, and he wants mm -hmm. to compete at the best level possible and okay. say that he gave it his all. Um, unfortunately, he can't do that when people are like crowding him nonstop. Yeah. Like, um, to, to talk about that more at uh, Evo, which he was, unfortunately wasn't able to make it, right. um, I was working on like a salty suite with a company that were really into it. They wanted to get a room with a thousand chairs, blah, blah, but they needed the headline act to be Bleffin versus West Falls, and he declined because he was like, I need to focus on the tournament. I don't want to do anything else. Focus on the tournament and win. So, like like what was just being said before, he is 100% about the competition side. Right. Uh, and, and if he says something that sounds like a little outlandish, it's because he's just trying to, to focus on that, and that only for the weekend. And to add on to that, so, you know, if there wasn't really as much of a celebrity culture and he could just play, he wouldn't see a need to floating or having a lounge where he can unwind and just focus as opposed to taking selfies between matches where people are like, after he wins game one of a set, oh, that thing, can you take a picture with me? When, like, he's just trying to concentrate. Yeah. And, I, I mean, yeah. so to be fair, like, I've heard a story, like, it was um, last year, uh, 2015, right after Justin got eliminated from Marvel, like, he stepped off the machine and some guy ran up to him for like an autograph or for a photo 
And you know, you just lost in Marvel. You're like really salty, yeah, and you know, you know. So it it definitely happens a lot. So I can probably lost the Blue River. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Ooh, that would be salty too. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but so here here's another question. So with regard to like um. Uh, Shoot, I lost my question. <laughs> so just to kind of recap, you know, I think oh it's kind of going on to boundaries and celebrity culture. Mm -hmm. Was that the direction you were going? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, so like, um, shoot, I totally lost my train of thought here, yeah. thinking about the Justin Left thing. In. Justin. Um, Can I say something real quick? Yes, yeah, do it, do it, please. Uh, going back to the floating thing, uh, I, I, I do think it's, the Smash community's very split on this. It's not a... Uh, like everybody thinks it's okay, but also, I mean, personally, I am 100% against floating unless it's completely necessary for the tournament. Like, if it just can't be done any other way, or like, uh, like they were saying before, they're trying to figure out a way to get the top players to uh, have signing sessions or something, but I'm still not really for it, because I, I think that uh, there's like, top 32 is... I mean, I don't know what Shine did, but I think Genesis did top 32, is that correct? Tom? Genesis did top 64. Yeah, top 64? Yeah, it was like top that, 64. That's too much. Well, <laughs> top 64 got into the round of 256. <laughs> oh, okay. So, still. How many people still. started out? That's um, way too many people. Huge, I know. It's like 1,500, so it's like winning round one pool. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, so, I think the big thing, and this is where kind of the issue comes in, if I could take a tangent, is that... Big House, Genesis, Evo, CEO, they're established brands, so top players are going to come, or a large majority of them. Mm -hmm. You have a new tournament like Shine, where, Blur mentioned this, where the, the TO, as great and nice as they are, aren't going to have the leverage, so if they say, yeah, like, I'm not going to go, unless, like, because I have work on Friday, and I'm not going to take off work for your tournament, so either I can come on Saturday and play, or I'm not coming to your event. Mm. Um, I'm, right. So just to be clear, Shine did not do that, and I had misclarification. But the point being is that top players do actually have a lot of leverage. Maybe they didn't use it for Shine, but um, for them to attract the star power mm -hmm. they need, they they may need to allow for certain privileges. Maybe it's not floating. Maybe it's getting their plane tickets or paying for their hotel so that right. they're more willing to come. So here's a question, though. Um, in terms of gosh, my brain is just not working right yeah. now. I didn't get much sleep last night. I'll just I'll just say that much. Um, I can tell you, uh, fighting game tournaments, uh, for some years there, we're flying people out pretty regularly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it really happens much anymore in Street Fighter and other games like that, but there were certainly some years where people were getting regular flights and board and all that stuff uh, out of an idea that, um, you know, bringing in more stars, I guess, uh, would be more lucrative. Writing it down now, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how much that really worked out. Some of those ones, like Canada Cup, lost money every single year doing that. Uh, I don't think it ever paid off for them. And um, there are some just that just died that I never heard from again. Like in Ohio, there were a couple. Um, but you know, it might have it might have helped for others. Uh, it's just that now, almost all of the tournaments in uh, FGC are are reasonably established. Like there's a few that are startups still, but it's not very common anymore. So those established ones will probably like get away with it. But um, I think the only one I've heard of, only player I've heard of who still asks to be flown out is Daigo. I don't know if anybody else still asks for uh, for flights. I mean, I know some events might still have 
flying out some people, like small ones, but more yeah, small ones. Not tournaments, but more like conventions. Kind of Certainly thing. conventions, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and smaller ones. One thing I wanted to mention too is that, unfortunately for us, now that a lot of players are part of teams, um, teams that have sponsors that give them you know money to be able to support their players, we don't have as many TOs that have to that have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Now they, a player can just tell their player, you know, their player manager, right, of their team, like, hey, there's a major coming up, and then they'll just get registered. And they'll get right. a flight for that. And you know, even though um, Tafikins mentioned that you know a lot of the players do have leverage um, over the TOs, the, fortunately for us, a lot of the players aren't that scummy. They don't really abuse it. Yeah. You know, even though uh, some people may actually think, oh, they have this much leverage. I guess you know that means that a lot of these pro players are really right. real jerks to the TOs. But surprisingly <laughs> enough, they're not. You know, they they're really cool about it and don't abuse their power as much. If anything, yeah. there's just a uh, uh, what would you say? Uh, I guess we're not going to talk about her. So I mean, I think any. in general, there's like a, I think maybe this is like kind of where Rick was heading. It's like the good mm. faith clause mm. of um, like the TO, you know, flies you in. You're not going to be a scumbag and hide in your hotel room. And to be fair, you know, a lot of the players, you know, even if there's a back area they can chill, they're going to go out there for autographs. They're not going to avoid, maybe they need like a 20 minute break where right. they're not being counted, but like most of the time from what I saw at Shine was that they all went out and fan interacted the majority okay. of the weekend. Cool. Yeah. yeah, so, okay, so the question that I wanted to ask was, so you guys are saying like, you know, a guy like Mango, I think it was even Tofu said like he was playing on, you know, was playing a match and in the middle of the match someone came up and wanted to take a picture with him, like after he lost like game one of a set. And um, do you feel like that that's just an unsolvable problem, so that's why it's kind of leading down this path of needing the floats and fan interactions, all this stuff, or do you think that this is something that, because it's interesting, because in the FTC, for example, um, even, like, I've seen situations where, like, Justin is just sitting at a casual station playing with Noel, or, or you know, just two people who are, you know, like, decently uh, well-known playing uh, tournaments, Kay Brad is sitting there playing against somebody or other. Mm -hmm. and. The, the, the FGC players, the, the, the spectators there, they all just stand there. They don't like talk, they don't interrupt them, they watch, and they just enjoy having fun watching, and they won't go up to them in the middle of like them playing and stuff like that. Do you think that that's something that needs to be uh, talked about and educated amongst the, um, amongst the Smash community, or do you think it's kind of a, the god culture is a little bit too ingrained now that that might not be able to happen? Or maybe is it okay that it's ingrained and that doesn't need to be changed? Right. Mm -hmm. Or either way. Right, right. Well, I, I noticed that there has been a trend of top players and or personalities personalities posting on social media and even like videos, like video content, trying to educate some of these people uh, about the fact that, hey, if a person's in the middle of the set, going up to them and, you know, like tapping their shoulder or bringing their face <laughs> up to the camera and trying to get a selfie right after they lost or in the middle <laughs> of the game, sometimes like, it, it, it yeah, it's... They need to learn, I guess, tournament etiquette. Is that? I think it's just. Uh, I just think it's just social boundaries. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, that's what I actually wanted to touch on. A lot of the fans of Smash are young, right? So they don't actually yeah. get the same social cues that the older crowds would get. Yeah, um, I, I heard yeah. when Zero got asked like mid-match uh, for an autograph recently, it was someone very young, right? Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people didn't talk about. So everyone was like, what's wrong with, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like these people are, but it was like literally a child. Mm -hmm. I mean, frankly, like in my experience uh, at FGC tournaments where there are Smash events, mm -hmm. um, the age difference doesn't seem 
that stark. I mean, it seems like it's very similar to how fighting games, other fighting games are. Yeah, I, I would largely agree with you, but then you look at the lower end of it, and like there might be like a couple hundred, you know, Smash players that are below 14. Not sure how many there are in like Street Fighter. Not very many. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it seems, it seems, just again, in my own experience, it seems that most of the people hanging around the Smash scenes are like late teens to mid 20s, in yeah. the same way that it is for other games. But, uh, yeah. Well, if you go to a a tournament where it's, it's just solely Smash yeah, in comparison right, yeah. to a uh, tournament where it's FGC oh, and Smash. Yeah, yeah. The FGC slash Smash events usually don't pull that many um, Smash players, right? You'll usually get maybe a lot of the older crowd that has the money to go there or maybe like the sponsored players. Mm -hmm. But if there is an event that's like solely Smash Brothers, most of the time you'll see uh, a lot of the younger crowd oh, there. Okay. Like I'll even see older people with their parents. Um, and there are times where even FGC tournament organizers will ask me like, you know, how come there aren't that many Smash people that come out to their events? And it's because sometimes they uh, feel outside like... Of like outside of Evo and CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, and it's because sometimes they feel like a side event or whatever, right? Regardless, um, when I... Taff gets and I, we go to a lot of Smash events. And we'll notice, like, especially with Smash 4, right? That's when you see a lot of the, the younger guys. Maybe with Melee, the crowd may be older. Yeah. And, again, we wanted to convey. We do love the fans. We, you know, we engage. We interact with the fans <laughs> on a regular basis. I, I have no issues. I never complained. We're just, you know, talking about the reality of the I fan. saw you body slam that one fan at Evo. No, Watch kidding. it go on our capital <laughs> right now. <laughs> now! I think if you really want to see um, kind of the real down-to-earth culture, I'm not sure how big um, Street Fighter local events or FGC events are, but even our locals at, for Smash for War <coughs> and Melee mm -hmm. um, easily get 200 to 250 people in LA. Right. And you'll see the West Balls, you'll see S2J, these top players, play hours of friendlies with people okay. when okay. asked. And so Sweet. I think it gets overwhelming at a major where a lot of people want to come. Like at SmashCon, for example, there are... That was a con like a fan experience. Right. Where, uh, that was almost know. kind of designed to be yeah. a fan experience, right? And so, so you you would have Mango get literally a hundred person line, um, and you know that's what it's designed for. But at locals, where it's more player to player, um, it's more natural. Where it's like, oh, oh my gosh, you're this guy's like, oh hey, you want to play some friendlies? Yeah, sure. And then we'll play. And Sounds then, good to me. And I think that's where you see the more, I guess, regular player player interaction. But, uh, so let, let's let's shift the subject a little bit more. We've obviously alluded a little bit to the god culture, and a lot of people. When I talk about this on Twitter, you know, I get a lot of people talking to me. They're always like, oh, "Don't worry, Gimmer's done it already. It's fine." <laughs> but uh, um, we get a lot of people telling, you know, like, I get a lot of people like, "You guys don't understand. Smash is just different than FGC because you know we idolize the players more, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Do you feel like? I mean, I talked about this before. I actually said that I think the God culture thing is very cool because it generates storylines from event to event, and you know, it gives people stuff, people to root for. And I think that's actually something missing from the FGC. But at the same time, it does create this idolization, this gap. It's almost like now, like for the, the way the way I was explaining it to somebody else is like, for example, like you want to get into the NBA, right? There's 30 teams. There's like 13 players on each team, right? Yeah, okay, you want to be one of the top NBA players, good luck, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But fighting games are different because, like, everybody's playing and everyone can play. But I feel like the more you idolize gods, the more you put them on this pedestal, then it means that you don't believe that you yourself can get there anymore when you put them on, some, on, on this kind of level. And so I guess what I'm leading to is, 
do you feel like the God culture is, you know, something that you guys want to strengthen in the community, or does it feel like something that you guys might want to dial back a little bit? I'll start. So I think what we did really well is we captured a market that is not going to look, eat, breathe, and play Melee 24-7. So like we had the hardcore people that want to improve, but we captured a larger audience that fall through the documentary and just love watching the game. Yes. Their goal at the end of the day is not to become Mango's equal. They, they just love watching the game. They love the personalities. And I think it's fine that we've expanded to that point that we have people that aren't really interested in playing video games or playing Smash in particular, but they love you know, watching, and so they're not going to go to Evo and say, like, I'm going to practice all year and get to top eight. It's more like, oh, I just want to watch these people that I've been watching on stream all year. <laughs> right. And so I think the same thing for Street Fighter. You know, I would love for Street Fighter to get to a point where you have the hardcore people that want to grind, but there are also going to be a group of people that, you know, work a day job, and they don't, they're not interested in grinding out and becoming the best, but they love watching. And that is definitely uh, coming around. It's... Um, doesn't seem that big to me, but whenever I say that, I always get a lot of tweets and people on streams and stuff saying that hey, I'm like that, I'm like that, I'm like that. So it might it might just not be visible. Yeah, I'm not sure. To me, at least. Like for example, Li Joe, baby. I'm What's that? I said Li Joe. He, uh, I, th I feel like him at Evo kind of like created a huge storyline. Uh, yeah. For the scene, I mean, you guys already have storylines and players, but I feel like that was really good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then imagine like. What was it, 2 million viewers that he has previous pin? What if, like, 10,000 of those people that watched EVA last year were like, you know what, I don't play this game, but I want to be a part of the experience. Yeah. And they come, and now you have this large portion of spectators that mm -hmm. may not understand etiquette, but they, like, idolize Justin Long or Taquito or Infiltration. Right. I mean, I think it's kind of natural with a scene's growth. So, you know, sometimes, I, mean, I think there's trade-offs. But like I think for the most part it is a good thing because without the fans, without the spectator and the viewership, if we just had our hardcore players, we wouldn't be in stadiums. If there weren't two million people interested in ESPN, sure. we wouldn't have gone <laughs> yeah. broadcasting rights for it. It's so totally right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, having having a celebrity type culture, I think, is valuable for business. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah. I don't think there's any denying that. Uh, well, also the players, it helps the players be able to do it full time. Which is kind Certainly. of yeah. one of the end goals, right? Makes it sustainable. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean just business for tournaments or whatever, but for the players themselves, and for commentators, and for streamers, and for everybody, people who do stats and whatever it is. Like, the, all that stuff gets opened up. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. Um, but that said, I think that uh, I'm still, while I am cool with it to some degree, mm. uh, I, I'm not sure that I am as cool with it as maybe some other folks are. I sort of accept it a little bit begrudgingly, mm -hmm. uh, with the knowledge that like I'm doing what I can, what I'm doing because of it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's really important to me to try to maintain the approachability and and sort of the the equal feel of it to me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel like I'm walking into Evo and that I'm some super special dude. It's cool. I mean, I'm happy to meet people, of course, but. Uh, in those meetings, I always wanted to, to feel like, hey, like I, I've, you know, we can we can hang out. It's not like uh, I'm in this position and they're like looking up at me. It's not really <laughs> that's not really the kind of experience I want, and I wouldn't want that if I were, especially I think I would not want that if I were not in my current role. If I were like some dude walking in there, I would super not want to have the feeling that other people were in some elevated position. 
Because that's the thing, it's like a lot of the common esports, um, you know, uh, this is another one that I had discussion on social media with somebody, you know, they were like, all esports are going this path, you know, eventually you have these gods and, you know, etc. But, you know, the, a lot of these other ones are very different because, you know, something like uh, League of Legends or CSGO, the games take a little bit longer, right? And so, um, you're not going to have 5,000 man tournaments in a weekend, yeah. right? So, uh, fighting games, I feel like, are special in that way. And so, like, that is one of the things that I do try very hard to, you know, I mean, I talk about it a lot, so I do what I can, but to preserve that kind of everybody is just a player kind of atmosphere, you know, I don't want to get to the point where, you know, Mango and Armada and, and Hungrybox are sitting off in a cordoned off room and no one's allowed back there unless you have special VIP badges and stuff like that, you know, I like the fact that you know, I've had one of my favorite tweets was uh, was at a Canada Cup, and granted, this was before FGC started getting even bigger. But it was a Canada Cup, and me and Mike Ross are just sitting there, and we were just talking. This was before Mike Ross went Hollywood, right? So you know, we're just sitting there talking, and I saw a tweet that was like, "I'm just sitting here behind James Chen and Mike Ross, and they're making dumb jokes and everything, and this is really funny." And I, I like that. I like the fact that people have the chance to run into you or like you're just walking around the evil floor like, oh my God, you're Dustin Log, you know, yeah. kind of thing. I like that kind of feeling. I, but um, so I'm scared to go yeah. down that path where we idolize the players too much because then it might get to that point where, you know, you can't help it, right? Like at some point in time, like without even knowing it, you know, Hungry Box is going to be sitting there and be like, you know, tell this person, go get me my drink, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. It could happen, and, and uh, this, this I am worried the, about that. This is one of the things that I was talking about when I said that there are things that I think we don't move very well on, that we're uh, not, you know, that we're hesitant to give up. Mm -hmm. this, I really think this is one of those things that uh, definitely for business, it would be better if we had celebrity-type culture. No doubt. Oh. But, I uh, do think there are a few players or people that do have that, though, in oh, the yeah. FGC. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Like, uh -huh. I, I went to uh, Twitch with Mike Ross, and he actually had another employee come up to him and start talking to him while he was trying to work. Yeah. And I just thought that was crazy. Was like, it definitely <laughs> happens with Mike. I mean, look, like, on this on this channel, we advertise a statue of Daigo Umehara. Okay, that's going to be showing during the break. So that definitely is the case for, for some players. You're going to show it now. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's a one-quarter scale, apparently. Really? It's a one-quarter scale? It's That's huge. what it's called. I mean, it's it's pretty tall. It's wow. pretty tall. Okay. Wow. So there you go. Daigo Umahara statue. Yeah, so definitely we have that. But it's, uh, like I said, I I would want I, I want to limit it. I, I don't want to have it be huge. I don't want to. Yeah. It's like I begrudgingly accept the fact that it exists, yeah. but I don't but want see, it to be But see, here's the thing is, even as... Yeah, even as admired as Daigo is, he's still wandering around the floor. In fact, there was even a photo of him sitting in the stands at Evo, in the cheap seats, just chilling there by himself. <laughs> and he wasn't, like, mobbed or anything like that, you know? Because, yeah. so, I mean, one of the things that some people told me is that this is inevitable. That we're going to get to that point where stars are mobbed, because it, it happens in anything, NBA other esports etc and you know I always bring up the poker example right now obviously I've never been to a world series of poker so I don't know what it's really like but whenever they show it on TV and stuff a lot of the, the famous pros the people who are super popular just walking around playing on the tables you know people just stop by and it doesn't look like it's that kind of situation so it seems like a, a culture kind of thing and yeah I mean maybe a little bit stubbornly but like that's what I'm trying to hold on to you know in the definitely stubborn community.
Yeah. <laughs> like, what if there was a case where, like, moment 37 happened at Daigo and he went on, like, three undefeated runs and it got picked up by mainstream media? Um, and I think there are certain storylines where, I think, because back in the day, D1 and I could share that, you know, at an event we had, like, 20 people and that was considered big. Sure. I mean, and yep. everybody would play with everybody and we'd all go to Denny's afterwards and there. You know, kick it and, you know, have a good time. Yep. And, you know, and unfortunately I can't do that at a 200-man multiple. Yeah. I want to do my best, but like, my resources are limited, my energy is limited, and so I wonder like, what are the, as some as growth scales and you know the FGC scales, Smash scales, it's like how do we kind of make the right compromises? Because you can't mm -hmm. hang out and be have an intimate conversation with a thousand people like you could, <laughs> or with yeah. everybody like you could have done like ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. I'll be mm -hmm. honest, dude. Evo twenty thirteen. If I'm not mistaken, it's Evil 2013, right? That got us in. Yeah, so Evil 2013, when, when I went there, that was the first time I actually, like, was met with people that just, like, came at me every second. And again, I had no issue with people talking to me. I just kept telling people, yeah, thank you, to pictures, yeah. to photographs. But it shocked the hell out of me. That was because that was the first time that yeah, actually man. legit happened at an event. It's yeah, and it's to the point where there are times where if I do need to go somewhere really quickly, um, not out of disrespect to any of the fans, but if there's another path I can take just so I can hurry up and make sure I get to the commentary desk on time to not hold up the broadcast, sometimes I'll have to do that. There yeah, are other times yeah, yeah. too where. I'll just walk through the sea of people, and if people do talk to me, I'll tell them I'll get back to you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 you know, I have manners. I, sure. I talk to yeah. the people. We're all human beings, and I can understand if they're fans and they regard me as, you know, a celebrity. Then it's totally fine, and I'm, I'll never try to get big-headed about it either. Yeah. Uh, but it is hard to have that, um, that old-school feel that you used to have, where you just go into a tournament. You see a setup and you sit down and just want to play. I still try to do it anyway. I always, yeah. I'm like, I, I, yeah. you could ask Gamer. He'll always see me randomly in the thick of it, and I'll have people surrounding me, and I'm like, I still enjoy the like being around people and playing random mm -hmm. people yeah, at an yeah. event. I'll never act I've like I'm too that. good to yeah. be around the people. So I saw you grinding yeah. coke in a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just want to let you guys know we're, you know, it's not like our egos are inflated. We still like, we still like try to bring back that old school feel that we have yeah. at events not everyone's like me there might be some who are at events that probably get overwhelmed maybe they have a problem with being um surrounded by people all the time and having people ask them for many different um, requests and because of that it might make it hard for them to focus on the event so that's why they probably would feel better if they were in an area mm -hmm. where you know they didn't have to deal with getting bombarded a lot yeah. so yeah I mean the, the interesting thing to me is that one of the things that I think that FTC forgets a lot of times is that you know this kind of mentality of like everybody is equal kind of thing is a very arcade culture mentality right mm -hmm. because you know what the thing that I always say is you pay the entry fee you get treated like anyone else oh. just like arcade you put up a quarter you're the same as anybody else right mm -hmm. but smash came from console like it, it, it didn't have that arcade culture right so um, do you do you feel like? Because I mean, someone mentioned uh, in the chat, you know, like we've been talking a lot about Smash and FTC as two different things, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like that they are actually two different things? Do you think that they can blend? Do you think they're the same thing? I mean, I, the ultimate question. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think ultimately you can kind of tell, just culturally speaking, who's a Smasher and who's a you know more of an FTC guy. You look at Evo, you could play a game out of it. 
Oh, that guy is Smasher, or that guy is MTC guy. You literally could play it. You'd probably be ninety five percent. I think right. we actually did do that. To be honest, I'm pretty sure everybody's. I, I do that at like at, at yeah. any time. There's an FTC event when I'm walking around the hotel. Like I'll see like Asian people. I'm like they're definitely here for the video games. And I'll see like oh, some other yeah. dude. I'm like they're not here for FTC. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the I mean the type of controller is cheating. But you see if people were walking around Evo, yeah. you can kind of tell like yeah. who's a Smasher and who's not. Um, needless to say, you know, even though it's not completely homogenous, like, I think, like, we can more than certainly blend. And the way, I, you know, I think the best analogy I can give is, like, oh, it's like Thanksgiving dinner, and you guys have graciously invited us to Evo. <laughs> um, and, you know, we come with our own ideas. It's like, oh, Grandma didn't make mashed potatoes the way I, I liked, right? right? But I don't think there's I like a lot. This analogy. I don't <laughs> think there's a lot of, I mean, there are things that people will argue for three out of five, and will realize, hey, like, Grandma doesn't have enough time to accomplish this three out of five, right? <laughs> Um, she can't make all these dishes. Right? <laughs> We're not going to tell you guys to make curry in, in the, the form of floating or right. have these top player lounges. Like, we, we can totally deal. And I think at the end of the day, it's like compromises. At the same time, I would hope that, you know, the FGC would understand that at a Smash-specific event that there might be a few different roles that are different from the FGC. But to comment and, and look at our cooking and say, well, you guys don't make it the way I like, even though I'm not at this dinner, is what... I kind of get a little upset. That makes sense to me. Here's the thing, though. I understand why FGC gets so salty, because we never invite them to our Thanksgiving. (laughs) Wait. That's um, right, man. Apex. Apex did. Apex Apex invited them to Thanksgiving. Actually, went out to Apex a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Our majors need to start doing that. We need to return the favorite, because I can understand why CEO and Evo are your biggest events. And we take over, even Dude. though we already have three other big events. And we're the final game on Saturday and the final game on Sunday besides Street Fighter Five. I can't understand why someone would get completely. Dude, yeah, that's what you should guys do. I would. You should. I think you that'd should be an interesting idea. Invite Street Fighter Five over and then give them like three out of five, like all semifinals, and all of a sudden all the Street Fighter players are gonna be like, "Why don't we do this everywhere else?" And oh then they're gonna God. start yelling. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think um, you know, we've talked about like there's like two kind of structures that dictate things. Um, you know, FGC, you know, definitely on the side of bottoms up, you know, right. the bottom oh, sure. uh-huh. at the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I would say, you know, League of Legends, StarCraft are on the other end of the spectrum where it's top to bottom. Yeah. But, you know, we did many things that shine that made the people, the new players, the, the O and 2 guys have the best experiences of their lives. And uh-huh. I feel like that wasn't talked about where we say, well, these top player lounges floating, going to kill the event, randoms aren't going to come out, they don't feel equal. But we ran 62 side brackets for the people that went 0-2. Yeah. We provide, they provided 100 setups for people that were out of the tournament so they could play friendly. That's all really nice. For sure. And the 0-2 VIP lounge. I mean, they literally... <laughs> the, yo, they the, literally the got LIP lounge? <laughs> they literally got to play bracket after bracket the entire... Least yes, that's the joke. Yes. They got to play bracket after bracket after mm-hmm. bracket the oh. whole weekend. And so, like, we are looking both ways, and we, we we never want to get to the point where top players are in their kind of balcony, like, looking down at everybody. Uh, but we want to see if what makes sense uh, for everybody. <laughs> skybox, Skybox. Um, so, you know, we are we are doing ideas, and we, we do hope, because <laughs> our, our business models, and I hate to use the word business models, but our, our events hinge on the, the venue fees, and if the, the random yeah, players... Yeah. Uh, of all the normal, I don't know how to make it sound regular ass the, play, the, the, players, players, the, the spectators, the, the regular players 
aren't there, we realize that the events will collapse on themselves. Right, uh -huh. and, and so that's where I think it is different than stuff like CSGO and, and yeah. you know, all these other events. So, mm -hmm. well, I'm sorry, keep going. And so we, we are looking at it in all, kind of all avenues, and it is, you know, tough because at the end of the day, we don't want to ignore what I call stakeholders. You have the newer players, you have the own 2 guys, you have mid-level players, you have high-level players, you have the production, you have the event right. coordinator, and they all have certain needs and you know things that they need to meet in order to make the event successful to them. And we definitely want to have everybody's voices involved. And that's why we do try new ideas, like the lane shifts for the tournaments. Um, hopefully, you know, flooding, oh. that's what the tournaments were. Yeah. They're like literally like sitting goes, if you remember, um, like poker sitting goes, you just have like 16 people say like, oh, I want to play in a tournament. And then we have them in a tournament. Gotcha. And we want to experiment and innovate in many ways possible. I think floating, um, you know, going back to that um, taboo topic, yeah. um, I think most TOs are like, okay, like we, we want to avoid this if possible. I know Big House, you know, Juggle Rob is very adamantly against it. And, you know, his view is that if top players aren't coming, then that's something that's his personal fault. And it's not something, and floating is the easy mm -hmm. way out. Right. And so we are trying to look for solutions to make yeah. everybody happy. Because here's the thing, right? Like, in regards to floating, it's really interesting because here's my viewpoint, right? Like, I'm thinking, okay, uh, Justin Wong is in this pool, right? Yeah. He's probably going to make it out of his pool, right? So, yeah, that may be a little anticlimactic. But it's also great for the people who do get to play Justin Wong, right? Because, like, that poker analogy, like, oh, my God, I get to play at the same table as Johnny Chan or Dana Negreanu or something like that, right? So like, if you actually do get the chance to play against Justin Wong, it's kind of neat, right? But on the flip side, um, so the argument I was given for floating was that, one, it makes it for more interesting pools because it's less, you don't know who's gonna make it out as much, so it's a little more exciting because you just don't want to see Mango body somebody for free, you know, because it's like not fun to watch. And then also then the, the, then the someone in the chat said the term is pop monsters. The pop monsters, <laughs> the pop monsters basically, you know, they feel like they get will get more out of it instead of, oh, I got matched up against Daigo, man, what did I come all the way out of here for to just get bodied for free, you know, kind of thing like that. So, um, I can see both sides of it, you know, but, uh, yeah. Mm. No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I myself am not a fan of floating either, but I just realized when it comes to day one streams, right? Um, a lot of times, people, that's like the worst viewership for the weekend because nobody really wants to watch pools since they usually know who's going to make it out of that pool. Um, and for, the members support that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of that, if you have floating, then you can have the top players uh, take part in maybe an exhibition, right? Like you have an X amount of top players versus an X amount of top players. Didn't Genesis have something? Where they had like a crew battle draft cruise. Yeah, Genesis, they floated players, but they were in draft crews. Mm -hmm. And so instead of having random players, you had like Armada versus another PP mm -hmm. like, uh, in right, matches. Right, right. So, I mean, actually, I would love to ask Gimmer's opinion on this too, because he's obviously a streamer, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, from his standpoint, does he feel like viewers are more excited by watching like um, not the top players? beat up on, you know, on, on less less yeah. strong players? Or does it feel like people enjoy watching Mango get to beat up on somebody? Like, which one? Because, like, from my standpoint, I love it. I love watching top players, like, beat up on lower players. Like, yeah, I, it I sounds mean, yeah. but, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's, 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 
it's it's a cool way to see wh how you're supposed to handle those kind yeah. of situations. Yeah. So from from Gimmer's standpoint, as a streamer, mm -hmm. like which seems like the, the the audience seems to enjoy more, like even from YouTube vids and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like uh, like Tafo said, you know, there's different people that need to get what they want out of the tournament. Uh, if the event was completely run based on what was best for stream, one in Mela we always have Mutant King's pool. Every single match of his. Because <laughs> you pull out a low tier and you get like 300,000 views on YouTube. Okay. Um, and then after that, we'd only have exhibitions or something with the high players. Like yeah. there would be no uh, round one pools on stream or anything like that. Um, which some events are kind of moving away from. Like having round one pools on stream all day. Uh, but if everything was completely built around the stream, it would be like each day would end with something really exciting like finals, some sort of tournament. Um, and then the final day would be top eight only, or top thirty-two only on one stream. Uh, that's the best way to get high viewership. That's why Genesis has such high viewership on Sunday. That's why right. Ego has such high viewership on Sunday. Yeah, I, I feel the issue with day one pools too. Uh, as a commentator, I feel it. In addition to just when I'm watching, um, it's tougher to commentate those situations. And uh, sometimes there are cool matches in pools. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are terrible ones on stream. Just have to sort of like slog through it, and that, <laughs> that definitely sucks. But I guess I would rather solve that by uh, trying to look through the bracket and help bracket runners and whoever the stream runner is pick out whatever the interesting match is at the time. I feel like at any given like minute, yeah. there's like an interesting matchup happening yeah. somewhere yeah. in a big event, and whether that's on stream or not is a different question. So I'd rather just try to make sure that it, it's on stream more often than it yeah. currently is, rather well, than giving up on that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I know with the newer games, I feel like there should just be absolutely zero floating whatsoever because everyone's on an even playing. Yeah, you, there might be already established um, top fighting game players, um, but you can't guess that these guys are already going to be you know, on the, uh, in the upper echelon, which is why Smash 4 doesn't have floating because the game is still new and they patched it so, con um, so, ma so many times mm -hmm. that players who used to be the very best, might still be the very best, but they have way more weaknesses in their armor, right? Yeah, um, I.e. zero. That's actually yeah. what, that, so you saying that reminded me of one of the questions that I forgot earlier, yeah. which was, has there been any case where any of the gods, or even someone just under the gods, like let's say the top 32 players, has there ever been a case where they did not make it out of like winner's side of their pool outside of losing to another top 32 player? Okay, so... At EVO, was, was there uh, 120 pools, give or take? Mm -hmm. I think uh, so there was one upset. It was Nintendo versus Kaon. Nintendo uh -huh. debatably a top 20 level right. player. Uh -huh. And then Kaon, um, probably a top 100 level player. Okay. So in theory, yes. But like if there was seating down to like 300, then they wouldn't have been in the same pool. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, okay. So that's the other argument. But there's still a realm of possibility. Um, I would say that it usually doesn't. I would say ninety nine percent of the cases for anybody in top fifty, they uh -huh. make it. They make it out in winners. Has there ever been like some crazy scare? Like all of a sudden, like oh my god, Mango's you know down oh one against some some random person. You know? um, I mean, the closest thing we had, and this was in round two pools, uh -huh. where we were trimming down to like the final one twenty eight. Smash God, um, fairly new Marth player, um, took Armada to last stock, last hit. Oh really? Oh, so, yeah, but those 
people, um, both of them, you know, made it out of the round one pool and winners, okay. and they played. But that was probably that was one of the most exciting moments. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And to support my um, me being against floating, especially in Smash Four, uh, zero immediately got sent to losers round one pools versus a Palatina. One of my favorite. <laughs> I watched that. One, and that you know, I love Palatina with all my heart. Uh, one of my uh, favorite characters, but. To see that happen, you know, that that's just she's, way more ammunition for all the people. She she right, right. Okay, so she's mid-tier. <laughs> Everybody's well, laughing. She butt cheeks, though. I'm not laughing. I mean, there's like... Three. I mean, she does have cheeks. All right, I'm going to stop. Anyway, yeah. we're going to continue. Anyway, eSports. <laughs> um, I want to get back to that. Uh, about a, what I said about pools. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think Smash 4 round one pools should always be streamed because of things like that. The game's yeah. so fresh still yeah. that you're gonna see a huge upset. But with Melee, it's like, I'm gonna be honest, Rylan Pools, it can be pretty, you can just see the skill difference really hard. It's, it's interesting because like, I see some people in the chat, they're like, upsets don't happen in Melee. Like, they just don't happen as often, you know? I oh, mean, it's like, it's, rare. it's rarely, it rarely happens. Yeah. I'm like a top 70 player and like, if you watch me go to Mango's place, it's really depressing. <laughs> three stock, three stock, four stock, three stock, and it's like, oh, what do I even do? <laughs> and like, so so here's another question though. I mean, this has kind of nothing to do with Smash versus FGC, but what is it about melee that makes it so much harder for people to get? Because like someone uh, was saying, like, literally the only person that seems to have been able to break that is Leffen. Like, outside of him, like, once those five gods started winning every event, like, nobody's been able to go... Well, S-Fat just started to, but yeah. S-Fat, Plop, kind of. Okay. S-Fat, Plop. And Plop, yeah. Um, so Plop and S-Fat, you know, S-Fat actually has taken three sets off of Mango and actually okay. has a winning record on him. And so is Plop. They are starting to take sets, it's just that there's... The game is so. I mean, imagine somebody trying to get into Super Turbo right now. Yeah, uh, it's, it's an old game. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's like, good illustration right I, there. I would have no chance against any of the old school legends. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, even if I played and studied for three years, I would get whooped by your Cami. It, it does take a long time. <laughs> and yeah. whooped by your Vega. I think that's who you play. Like, I did play. Like, you, I would study the game, practice, 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 and just because the game's been out so long, there's just so much noticeable skill gaps. And then when you get to another level, you're like, crap, like. These people know like ten times more than I do, and then you get to that <laughs> level, and you're like, God, like I can't even make one mistake, or else I'm gonna lose the set. Yeah, and, it's and like, if you watch uh, uh, Japanese Third Strike, where they never stop playing that game, Ooh. that the level that they're at, they were in 2008, they were already way, way above where anybody was in the uh -huh. US, and now eight years later, mm -hmm. they've still been playing like that, and it's, you know, so someone were, actually in the chat brought up so MV MVC two as the proper example for the fighting fighting game proper you, yeah if you got like the gods in mvc2 playing against somebody who's brand new like there's just like, like it would be it would be utter destruction like if i got sent to prison and i would only get out by beating justin Wong, i would die an old man in <laughs> i would give me a lifetime to figure out how to beat justin i would Yo, I justin would, would be a jerk let him out of jail, man. Hey, we saw, we saw what he did to that kid on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You're going to oh learn god. today, Tafo. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, I mean, the other thing, too, is I mean, I don't, I don't think a lot of. So, 
obviously, me and David and, and Steve and Steve have yelled at people in the chat who are like, Smash is not a fighting game or Smash is a kitty game. Like, another reason I feel like that Melee is so hard to get into is because it's the most physically execution-heavy fighting game that's out there right now. I think it's the hardest game to learn. I think it's harder to learn than every other fighting game that there is that's right now. Well, I think it's a yeah. different level of hard. Yeah. Oh, China personally. Okay. Because, um, because there's the like kind of like a wide array of skills you have to learn in Smash before you get into the depth. So the, there's that ridiculously high learning curve. But in Street Fighter, your tools are pretty easy to do once you grind yeah. a little bit in sure. lab. You can switch characters, but then you have to get into this mental decision-making depth with your opponent where you're interacting more. And you get to that level a lot quicker than in Melee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just yeah, in Smash, I don't think... on your spacing and all that way earlier. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but D1, you were saying? Yeah, like, since... I actually started off in a in an FGC background. I played Soul Calibur 2 in Tri-State area. I remember one of my first ever like major events was Clash uh, 2004. I believe this was at 8 on the Break, hosted by Jaxel. I think it was hosted by Jaxel. I'm not, not too sure, but I remember seeing his tag there. And I just got like 0-2 so fast. <laughs> but one thing that I remembered you know, when I played like a whole bunch of FGC titles and went on to Smash, when you juggle a character in FGC games, they every character that I juggle, like I, I don't have to worry about like switching up the combo unless maybe if their if their size is a bit different, so yeah, maybe sometimes. a move might whiff, right? Right. But Some like and when you play when you play melee or any Smash game, uh, you have to account for characters' weight, their fall speed. Sometimes they fall faster, so because of that. You have more access to combos while other characters are way too floaty so the moment you hit them you launch them and then try to get a hit maybe that'll be the only hit you'll get and they're like floating in the air you have to follow their drift and they're back in neutral if they escape right and um also the battle you know it oh yeah landing lag when you play other fighting games you get an opportunity to approach and you don't press a button to can cancel out your landing lag but when you play melee you approach and you also like tap down to fall fast, yeah. and then you cancel out uh, after you input the attack. Then you press L to cancel so out cancel, the landing right. or R to cancel out the landing leg. At least in King of Fighters, they both and Smash, they both have short hopping, so that's similar. Yeah. But you don't have to uh, like actually fast fall on command and um, cancel out the landing leg, which is one thing that I really loved about conventional fighters. Um, and uh, honest to goodness, that's one of the reasons why I actually quit Brawl back then because. I really loved Melee, but then when I moved on to Brawl, I, I enjoyed Brawl, but um, when Sakurai am removed L-canceling, I was like, holy crap, I'd rather go back and play games where if I approach, I don't just sit there like this for a second, and I get punished <laughs> yeah. over and over again, and I love block stun, which is another thing that they have like across the board in, you know, from Melee and right. other fighting games. But, uh, and I think, like overall, to add, like mm -hmm. when I play a top 10 level player, I still don't understand what options they have. I'm still learning. Whereas in Street Fighter, like I played a little bit before, I played Marvel too. Like I at least knew what the rock paper scissors interactions were for many situations. When I play top players, I'm still figuring out like, wait, you can do that? Oh, I, I just died for this. And like, and yeah, that's. I, I mean, I see a lot of people like they 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 all like, oh my god, James, you've triggered the chat because I said it's like super execution. I, the people who don't think Smash Melee is not is execution heavy the people who don't think it's execution heavy don't know like they just literally yeah, have like... no clue because I, I you can see it when they're playing it's like yeah. there's a reason why smash players end up with so much carpal tunnel 
because they're just doing this like the entire time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, there's so much stuff going on in that game. I think that game has more actions per minute than most fighting games do. Although, to be sure. fair, Guilty Gear and other games are pretty Yeah, too. Yeah, and, yeah. I love, and I love playing Marvel. I myself know that even though UMVC 3 may not be like uh, Marvel 2, when I play UMVC 3, at least my hands don't hurt in comparison to yeah. having my hands <laughs> constricted and playing uh, with a GameCube yeah. controller. Yo, those controllers, I, just, I gotta tell you, are not, not built for... Long time using usage. No, dude. But when I play in an arcade stick, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, like. Is on anyone piano. gonna start play, learning play, that play, Smash play. Box? I actually have one in my car. Do you? Oh, sick, dude. <laughs> no. I should have brought it in. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. It's go like ahead. The ultimate melding of the cultures. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been playing with it about like 10 to 15 hours. Uh, it's really hard to use. <laughs> um, but it was really funny. Um, so there's a doctor, um, Caitlin McGee, who yeah, her. Uh-huh. Um, she like felt my my fat part, and she was like, "Oh, you play sheet, huh?" <laughs> Are you serious? It's <laughs> like a muscle. Yeah. Like, oh, sick man, that's awesome. Because, oh like, there's certain button motions that happen with Sheik in particular, and so she instantly knew when she felt oh this part that as a Sheik That's impressive. But uh, Gimmer was about to say something. What, what were you going to say, Gimmer? What's up? I was going to say some, another difference is, like, um, the Z-axis and Smash just, like, makes everything different. It's actually annoying to me, but I kind of wish it didn't exist. <laughs> but uh, it's just another thing that makes you have to, like, know little details. And then with, like, Smash 4, you have... Like almost 60 characters, and then rage, so your combos change based on your percentage. Mm-hmm. It just that's a to me honestly, I think that's a bit much. Like it's it's two years in, and people still don't know like all the combos they can do with setups because it makes a difference. Every little percentage makes a difference in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things I really like about games like Street Fighter Five because you get to focus really early on on your micro spacing, like just every little pixel to beat out somebody else's button. Knowing your spacing on the ground, when yeah. they jump in, where I you mean, have to be like, to make sure all their buttons with. Street Fighter is always awesome. a simple game. Um, it, it's never been a complex fighting game. Uh, that series, I feel like that's part of why it's been successful. Is that it's like you look at it and you see the options, and it's, it's you know, super those are the accessible. Options. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it always ends up with a lot of strategic depth, yeah. which is something I really like about it. But yeah, it's it's not it's not like executionally difficult. Or uh, full of options. It's never has been. Uh, other games are full of it, but uh, not SF. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. No, I'm totally cool yeah. with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously, very. Di- I mean, like I said, I think melee is really execution heavy. But I wouldn't say like, for example, Smash Four is more execution heavy than like Guilty Gear or something like that. I just think melee in particular, because of the L canceling, and you have obviously a lot more of the wave dashing and stuff like that. So I also wanted to say like, there is a common misconception that Smash Four isn't execution heavy. But um, you know, one of my roommates, Void, who's like one of the he's sick- in the chat. Oh, Void. Oh, oh, oh really? <laughs> sick. Oh, so yeah, one of my old roommates in Void. He's like one of the most technical Smash Four players ever where he inputs um, th- this tight command to basically make a character slide forward and immediately go into their um, oh, yeah, like so. neutral yeah, stance. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. it's like a pivot. Um, they call it the perfect pivot, but in Melee they called it the pivot, like if I'm not mistaken, since way yeah. back. And um, he incorporates that in his combos. And in order to do that, you'd have to like, basically like, if this is the control stick in neutral, you'd flick it. Right, uh-huh. and then you, it, it immediately has to like go back into neutral. Like right. it's it's ridiculous. So yeah. I, I'm seeing like, I'm seeing people discovering like more and more yeah. techniques that are making it more execution heavy. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's a one frame input. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
It's ridiculous. And we, there's this other thing where they just mentioned step dashing, which I still can't get down. I don't know if you have it, Gimmer. <laughs> you have it down yet? <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Regardless, we're not trying to talk about which game is way more technical than the other. But yeah. as far as the combo game is concerned, that's one thing that I always felt uh, differentiated Smash from uh, FGC games. Because I'll just sit there and learn my B&Bs like that, right? Then I'll just focus mm -hmm. on, yeah. like Gimmer said, the yeah. micro-spacing. Yeah. yeah, and it, 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 it was always good to get the build up that muscle memory, get those combos down, and I don't have to worry about people somehow finding a way to get out of my combos, right? right? Mm -hmm. And when I, it, I'm actually amazed now that looking back, you know, that when I play Melee, I could actually react to someone going either to the left or to the right out of my combo, whereas back then, I. I when I looked at people play, I was like, this can't be possible. Just, <laughs> how are people reacting like that? Right. To, uh -huh. like, uh, yeah. like if you run up to someone and you wave shine with Fox, instead of them sliding forward, they slide backward. And on command, you'll see someone wave dash back on reaction and grab them out of the wave shine, right. like to follow up or something. It's nuts. So, uh, enough about the games. Um, yeah. I was well, going to say we should probably... Yeah. Was gonna... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think are the differences, ultimately, are there any points of incompatibility, do you feel, between the Smash scene and the uh, FGC? So I think the big thing is Twitter. Um, and I'll elaborate on this. So I, I'm not saying Smashers are innocent. I mean, I think we've hammered Jabili more than we should have, <laughs> to be perfectly fair. Um, but like, the knee-jerk reactions are probably like, you know, more than like what floating can do to harm a scene. Like, I think the the massive assumptions that kind of come out of just a knee-jerk response without any context is like kind of one of the biggest contentions because online you know you see that and the person that's in the crossfire that has never gone to events like oh maybe i should never go to evo because this sounds unwelcoming or maybe i should go to a smash event because they do this mm -hmm. or they poop in ceo pools or something i don't know <laughs> um and you know at the end of the day like when you go to person i don't know who did it but anyway did it happen? Oh, yeah! We're not talking about fighting game pools. We're talking about the swimming pool. <laughs> Somebody pooped in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. someone pooped in the pool. And confirmed that he didn't know who it was. So it was not, maybe it was a Smasher, maybe it wasn't. You never but know. Maybe it wasn't even anybody who attended CEO, because they yeah. do have... Could have been just yeah. some yeah. regular person. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back and, to you. But, like, the thing is, is, like, you know, I took K-Brad to work, and we had dinner, and we had a great time. Uh -huh. like... You know, pro you guys hang out with us, and you know my experience is that at every FGC event has been phenomenal, and I'm not sure if you know. For example, Smashers would feel that they would get an A plus experience out of Evo if they just saw what was seen online. I know our Kappa is not representative of the FGC, but if that's what no. people see, you know, they're naive. Right, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the public perception. Yep. Yeah. And well, like, honestly, it's like, from my own experience, you know, I've been in the FGC. I'm an O9er basically, and I know a lot of the top players, I'm cool with a lot of them, even like mid-level lower, it doesn't matter, I'm cool with a lot of people in the FGC, I think a lot of the hate comes from outside the FGC, people that don't actually go to tournaments, um, because like there's so many, like so many events with FGC and Smash there, and so many friends from both uh, uh, communities yeah. that I know that uh, someone like K-Rad would never be one of the people secretly saying, oh, I hate Smash, or anything like that. Um, it's got to be the people on the outside. Same on the Smash side. That's, uh, that, like, just says, oh, we don't like FGC, blah, blah, blah. I honestly think, and I also think it's really stupid that uh, our communities quarrel, especially since we're the 
only two uh, communities that are this much like each other with the whole one-on-one -on -one, uh, yeah. fighting game-esque aspect, even though Smash isn't exactly the same. And we're at a lot of events together, and compared to any of the other esports, we're not even like, I mean the big ones, we're like, we're not even close to them. Yeah. So it's just really weird that like we're bickering among ourselves and like, like just dying. we're not hot shit like so neither community is I agree with that <laughs> um, I mean I, I still have a couple of friends who think that Smash is dumb um, who, in fact a couple of my best fighting game friends feel that way uh, <laughs> but um, for the most part I think in general that's either gone away or like certainly in any case it's like much less prevalent than it was most of a decade ago and I think like honestly like I, I I, I would hope that, like, we're not forcing people into liking Smash if they don't like the gameplay or the game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't think yeah. like, I mean, like, I, I don't like fine. all of the games that show up at tournaments. Like, so there's some times when I think a game is stupid. And it, whatever. A lot of other people like it, so, yeah. <laughs> yep. It should be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if I don't like it, who cares? Yeah. But I think, like, even, like, yesterday's Twitter discussion, like, VIP room got conflated with backstage prep room. Right. And I think it was just... Uh -huh. It's just like the medium of Twitter where you only get 140 characters of so Kage, you know, says one thing and then it kind of runs in circles. It's like, right. well, what's the context of this? And that's the unfortunate, you know, thing that you get when you, you have Twitter right. as your main right. source of news. Yeah, I mean, that's always concerning, too, especially when, you know, like Leffen, where he has like 7 million followers, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, obviously, like you said, I mean, that's that was one of the things I said very early on, where it was like, oh, okay, so, like, the smashing isn't in favor of floating, you know? Like, it's still something that's being talked about, and you're just trying it out and stuff. And, yeah, there's definitely this weird perception that it seems like from the FGC proper, like, oh, all of Smash, they want to do this, they're stupid, you know? It's yeah. like, no, they're thinking about it, you guys are thinking about it, you guys are trying it, you guys are testing it out, and so... Um, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like social media is definitely... I mean, social media is just that way in general now. Everything yeah, yeah. is I mean, extreme. at the same time, the, uh, I, as we were just saying, the idea that uh, there's a monolith of FGC that doesn't like Smash is also obviously not accurate. A lot of players right. like it or have played both games or came from one side and then went to the other thing. You, I guess you did FGC to Smash, but yeah. I know plenty of people who did the opposite. I mean, it's... I like hop back and forth. But... Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I need to play Marvel. Yeah, I played Marvel. I... Yeah. Right after Brawl, I, I went to Blue, actually. Yeah, right. yeah, I yeah me, and, me and D1 both actually play a lot of Marvel and Street Fighter. I guess a lot of people don't know that, but yeah. games are fun, man. I'm, I, I really like <laughs> anime I mean, look, I, I and Namco Fighters. I played Melee with my brothers uh, a lot. Mm -hmm. Not in tournament, but we would beat his friends who did play in tournament. Yeah. We're probably not very good, but like not awful. I mean, and I did play Brawl in tournament for a while. I, yeah. I will say, like in, in well. my lifetime... Mm -hmm like maybe top five games that I've ever spent hours total on, Melee is probably one of the top five for me. Now granted, I yeah, played I, no, I, I played free-for-all timer with items. Yeah. It was four players. We were just, you know, chilling or whatever. But, you know, I still, I love the game so much. So just like Gimmer said, like games are fun. Yeah, know? yeah, it's that's just like, you know. Um, well, okay, I guess we're close to wrapping this section up. Ooh. But um, this idea of Smash and FGC as being separate. I guess it's something I want to probe on a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I would not want to like extend uh, the tent of FGC unless the, all the people involved wanted to be part of it. I've always thought of Smash as a fighting game myself, and so I, when 
people talked about there being Smash and then the FGC, and I noticed Smash players said the same thing. That was kind of, I don't know, kind of caught me off guard for a while. Because um, it just felt like, to me, that was a fighting game, and I didn't really get it. But um, do you, do you, would you guys want to be part of the FGC under that banner in the same way that there's, like, NRS and SF and anime and whatever else, Smash? Or is it, would you rather just not, not be, work together, but, like, not, you know, be your own thing? I mean, I, I have more than enough fun, like, hanging out at FGC events. I don't see why it should be, like, removed. No, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that it should be removed. I'm just asking about how you think of yourselves or yeah, like, of your scene. If we're under the like, umbrella of FGC, Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, for yeah. a long time, I did not consider fighting games, FGC, as being esports. All right, I gave up that ghost. We lost that battle. But I didn't for a long time. Um, so okay. now now I'm like, okay, FGC, we're under the, like, broad tent of an esport. Fine, here's <laughs> FGC. Into this, and there's whatever, Dota. Um, <clears throat> Should it also be that Smash is underneath that tent, or is is it its own tent? I mean, what is the like? I don't. Even it's, know. Just, it's just a okay. It's a perception issue. Yeah, but, like, that's if all. we're being one hundred percent honest, they are separate communities. I, that's why um, I'm just wondering. What there's different community about. leaders on each side. Yeah. But you yeah. can also say that about Smash Four and Melee to an extent. Uh, there's sub communities. Yeah. There, yes, so I sure. do think Smash could be a sub community to the overall FGC, but I think that um, we kind of need to. Honestly, like I said before, I think we need to start including Street Fighter V and other fighting games into our major events if That'd we really cool. want to be considered part yeah, of the umbrella. And frankly, you don't like, need to be. It's just a question of you know what you're what you want to do. I mean, we got. I mean, we got kind of got to pull away if, if we're considered that, right? Because every big FGC major has Smash, but we don't do the same for you guys. So, okay. I we mean, would like you to invite you guys to our Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, only if you cook the mashed potatoes just right. But I mean, like, I mean, let's just put it this way: even even all the games, you know, even all the games under the FTC umbrella, right? I can't speak out on NRS. Like, if I'm like NRS should do this, people would be like, "Who the hell are you?" Right? So, like, they wouldn't listen to me either. So, you know, there's definitely subgenre. Uh, yeah. exclusivity, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like even though, you know, Smash has different leaders than FGC proper, but I even think FGC proper has different leaders within itself as well. Yeah. So, you know, so I do yeah. feel like, I, I even said it when we talked about it last week, you know, or two weeks ago, I don't remember, the last time we talked about it, I, I would love to see them work together because I think we could help each other a lot. I think we could, because look, the Capcom... The Capcom side of things with this Evo and this Capcom Pro Tour and getting on ESPN definitely helps the fighting game community as a whole, but then the Melee popularity and, you know, just like the Smash documentary and all this other stuff like that can help the FTC proper as well. There's different sides with it. The hardest thing for Smash right now, honestly, is just no direct Nintendo support. Like, if you guys had a Nintendo <laughs> Cup, I think it would just be all over at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, you are. But as you know, as far as the uh, the FGC like community leaders and the Smash community leaders, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like me and Rick, we've been going back and forth for the past week, just talking about a bunch of ideas. Mm -hmm. And after Rick hit me up via DM, and he was like, you know, it'd be great if we could just have like a lot of the leaders of different communities come together and discuss ways to better our communities and see if we could all lead, um, you know, see eye to eye, which Sounds is nice. a yeah, which is a pretty awesome thing. So we're trying to work towards that direction. It's just tough because a lot of the fans. And uh, spectators 
they tend to perpetuate whatever negativity you see on social media over and over again. Yeah. And you sometimes even see it on Twitch chat, right? While all of us are trying our best to be great, um, you know, influencers for our scenes, others, they still try their best to, you know, have fun and troll. Uh, some of us get it. It's a joke. But others think, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, down with whether, whatever community this is. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll just bring their torch and, yeah. yeah, just like, you know, basically try to belittle them and bring them down. But, um... As far as like FGC and Smash being under the same umbrella, it's hard to say. I mean, at Twitch, right? I'm part of the uh, the partnerships team, uh, partnerships and community development. Um, and there's an FGC guy who's Z, and then there's a Smash guy who's me. And for like esports, we have like Mike Ross who's FGC, and then there's like yeah. Blur who does all the esports stuff at Twitch for Smash. So right. I mean. Uh, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I always saw us, us under the FGC umbrella, but then there are times where a lot of people try to make me feel like I wasn't. Yeah. Um, between, like, I'd say 2009 and sometimes till now, you know, some people kind of make me feel like, yeah, you're not part of us, you know, get out. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, we are, we, we can sustain ourselves. We, we, we already have a bunch of other sub-communities underneath. So if they don't want us to be a part of a, uh, the FGC, I get it. But if there are people like you guys who are like super welcoming and want us to work together and come to an uh, agreement on different you know, yeah. subjects, fine. I'm open to having discussions with you guys. And thanks for the CRT yesterday, by the way. You know? <laughs> it, it's funny because while the drama was happening, I went over Ultra David's place and we just got a CRT. We're like, yeah, you know, everyone's at war. You know, burning <laughs> each other's houses down. I'm like, hey, thanks, man. Ain't no problem. We should get dinner sometime. Cool. And I, that was, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I mean, to sum it up, I think there's, it's more than mutually beneficial on all yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think so I think it's silly if there's a fragmentation. Yeah. I just, I just, I guess I don't want to be in a position that larger esports was with the FGC, where they all felt like you guys are esports. Like you, you are under our right. umbrella. And uh -huh. I was always like, no, oh, man, we're going. <laughs> and they're like, no, you are. I don't want to. I don't want to force anything. Yeah. Sort of like, uh, yeah, dude, trust me, like, when I was thinking about it, because I was like, man, Smash is dumb, they shouldn't be voting, they shouldn't be, and then I was like, this is kind of like, you the what you hate. this is like the continuation rule, like when MLG was yeah. like, you guys have to do the continuation rule, I'm like, you guys can't control us, you know, blah, you know, yeah. and I was like, wow, I'm doing the exact same thing, and yeah, so man. that's kind of when I started backing off a little bit on that, and started to try to understand the, the, the Smash's viewpoint, you know, so... Alrighty, anything else to say? Um, well, to wrap things up, if you guys are now just joining us, um, as far as the whole uh, VIP room discussion with Shine2016, it was a back area that had a bunch of staff members, including people that were going to be on stream, that, which includes not only top players, it, it but also... It wasn't a VIP section. Yeah, it just it, wasn't. People yeah. called it a VIP section, uh -huh. but it was basically like a prep area for people to go up on stream, and we had a bunch of setups. And I guess since we were away from everybody else, well, for the most part, like whoever was working, yeah. some people were led to believe it was a VIP. I area. mean, I, I think I got a free water bottle while I was back there. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 you, you commentated, you yeah. casted, same same that I, yeah. So we got. Oh, you, you get water? I work. I worked at MGC oh, events. Yeah, of course we do. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> all right, all right. And we get food sometimes. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's definitely a some. That's a some. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I yeah. guess that's it. Okay. Cool. So uh, sweet. We'll take a break.
And when we come back, I will just talk about some of the events that took place over the weekend, uh, including uh, Smash events. Now we can actually have someone yeah, like talk about them, like about yeah, it. instead of us just being like these happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So okay, be right back, guys. Sorry, sorry, Gimmer. Sorry about that. I turned off the mics so during the break, and so I realized we can't talk to you either. But mm. you should be able to hear us now. Next, we're going to talk about events. It seems. Can you still oh, hear sure. us? Can you still hear us, Gimmer? Was that two hours? It, was, it is a hot button topic. Oh, buddy, that was an uh, hour and a half. Can the stream hear me? Cause <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Does that mean you're going to have to cut out certain parts? Uh, can Can you okay. hear us? It's whatever. Can you hear us, Gimmer? I think that is definitely. They can hear us. Yeah, yeah, they can hear us now because James turned the mic back on. But I don't know why Gimmer can't. I can hear you. Oh, you can hear us. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. I just didn't want to say anything because I wasn't sure if I was allowed to because Jack can hear me. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So we can hear all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. No, that's fine. We 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 just turn the mic on and just casually chat during the breaks anyway. So. Oh, you do. Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing that. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're just, like, our breaks are usually, actually, we might not need to do that as much. We used to eat during the breaks. Yeah. I don't know. But then other thing, too, is, like, during the breaks, we would start talking about, like, non-FGC stuff, and it was, like, really kind of hilarious stuff, so we would, I just turned on the mic so people could, yeah. like, listen in and everything. But then every time we do that, and we start talking about things that sound like we shouldn't be talking about it, but yeah. we're doing it on yeah. purpose, <laughs> we get so many people, like, calling us and yeah. texting us and tweeting us, like, Guys, your mics are on. Your mics oh, are on. No. Like, quickly, like, like, you're gonna, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so how can they get access to the camera during breaks? Is that a VIP option? Oh, no. What do you mean? Uh, that's super smart. No, there's no such option right now. <laughs> but I like that idea. Oh, oh, you mean for the show, you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. if folks oh. subscribe, can they see the camera? Yeah, that's so, true. Huh? Is that top, possible? Top subscriber. Yeah, I could put the camera back on, but, the, but um, do they... Do the camera on during the break. Oh man, I'm busy changing and yeah. taking my shirt off. Yeah, that's true. Oh, no. That's true. I, I think that it happens all the time. There would have to be a donation goal for that. I don't think that. Can <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I mean, if I put the camera on, it would be really small, just because I, you know I want to keep the ads like. Yeah. Well, would, like then again, like I'm not sure. Are we? Is he allowed to take his shirt off? Yeah. Can I do that still? Uh. What? You're a Twitch dude. Come, yeah, on, come on. Oh no, you're not allowed. Not Actually, allowed no. I'm sorry. What if What if I have pasties on? Um, if you had any, maybe if you have a sleeveless like white beater, that'll work. So even if so so are Punko and that guy that he played on stream are they banned as well because they took that unnecessary pepperonis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, man. <laughs> Whenever that happens, I'm like, oh. What are we gonna do? They're like, well, uh, the show must go on. Okay. <laughs> so they have to. So if you want, actually no. <laughs> I was just gonna say, make this a bits contest. <laughs> like, no. a bits contest. Yeah, just like show your cheers. Elmer, right? I mean, he does it every once in a while on yeah, stream. Yeah, he but, does. But he's a nobody objects man. to that. Yeah, I know. People. Isn't he like a movie actor too? He is. He is. Stunt double. Yes. Yeah, he's a stunt guy. Yeah. Well, he's a, a martial, martial artist. artist. He's in the martial arts yeah. scenes and stuff like that. So. Uh, Alright, you want to get back to the thing? Sure, no problem. Yeah, it's uh, been a while since I stripped for money. <laughs> I don't have any of the results pages up right now. Oh. Uh, I forgot to Jamie. grab all that stuff. I don't stuff, know why, but, but I'm actually super hyped that Rick gave us props. Oh, did he? I, I feel like Rick is a hard guy to please, dude. So, 
Rick is yeah. actually pretty good about that. No, he's a, yeah, I like Rick. I, no, I love I love Rick, but I, you know I think a, he's very appreciative. No, he is appreciative, but I also feel like he can sometimes be the devil's advocate. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's um, what's that word? Very principled. Exactly. Which that, is which, not a bad. Thing. Which is why I feel yeah. like any compliment by Rick is a it's a actual, it's a very principled. Compliment. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay, we can go. We can go in there now if you want. Do it. Ready? All right. Yes. I love you, Spencer. Mics are gonna go dead, and then they're gonna come back. Okay. Hang Wait. On a second. Did they hear us the entire time? Yeah, they did. Yeah, most of it. Oh, shizzle. Okay. I'm the only one here. <laughs> the voice of God, Gamer. You know yeah, I know, right? <laughs> What's up, What's up Gamer? Uh, let's do. Uh, <clears throat> uh, anyway, James, what happened? Recently. Well, let me mark the topic as events. Right. There be. Okay, there hey. we go. Yay, okay. So let's go to our results camera here. We're going to lose Gimmer for a second here. Why? He doesn't. Well, I mean, him. he'll still be there. We'll still be able to hear him, so. Great. It could be the voice of God now. Oops, I just have the background oh. on. Give me one second. The D1 shizzle. That's your new map. Well, that, well, that's what they said. <laughs> you can take it off too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't be weird about it, Spencer. There we go. They said, All right. they said uh, I replaced my organs with these words. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, so absolute <laughs> battle happened this weekend. Yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, games that were played there. One thing I wanted to say about absolute battle uh, before we even get into the results: killer production value that they did there. The yes. stage was beautiful. The content that they did on stream was really nice. They even had a halftime show. They had player cards for everybody. Yes. They did a really, really great job. And I think so Panda X Gaming uh, doing, and I'm really excited. So Panda X Gaming, they announced Panda X Gaming and KIT, the Kumite and Tennessee group, are, take, are joining forces. And I think that they're gonna do like a new event together called, uh, it's called like Mid-South Championships. I think is what it was called, Mid-South okay. Championship. What states are those? Uh, Texas, it's all in Texas. Oh, okay, gotcha. So, so Absolute Battle is in Texas. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, KIT is Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah, exactly. But KIT and Tennessee. But apparently they're going to uh, combine their forces together. And they're, they're two really good groups and two really strong scenes. And I love the fact that uh, Absolute Battle use a lot of their local guys like for their commentary, yeah, for their streaming, and all that stuff like that. And uh, they did a fantastic job. So shout outs to the absolute battle guys. Um, but uh, Street Fighter V, seventh place was Texas native Shen with Nikali. And uh, basically newcomer Mike and Ike 12 with Laura. Uh, fifth place was Ray Ray. Ray Ray with Chun Li. Yeah, he's been playing a lot. Yeah. And, uh, T.S. Sabin with Dalsum, fourth place, Alex Myers Cami. Yeah. Ooh. Third place, Red Bull Snake Eyes with Zangief and Ryu. Second place, <laughs> F3, Alucard, first place, Liquid, Knuckle Doom, second rank. Who, who did Snake Eyes play more? Ryu, Ryu, I think. I think it was pretty even, no? I thought it was... Actually, no, you're right. He, yeah, he, he was switching back and forth depending on the match. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Knuckle Doom is best. Yeah, Knuckle Doom is really I good. Think. Although, if Alucard never switched to Balrog, I think he would have won. I think so. Um, but uh, he switched to Balrog two matches, and I think that cost him. But, uh, um, I just think he's the best in the U.S. That's all. That's what I mean. Yeah. Who took out Arturo, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Snake Eyes put them into losers, mm. and then he lost to Alex Myers, like, in a nail-biter. 
like came down to the and Alex Myers did one of the the, the sickest things where adults uh, where Arturo did the fireball and I, th I forgot which one was it was either the flame carpet or the fireball but he did the instant air teleport and so Alex Myers activated V-Trigger so he could see which side Dalsum was showing up on and he uppercutted the correct direction and oh, killed him. Man, man. It was the sickest thing, dude. And Alex Myers said he made that up like right there on the spot. Sick. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm cool. just that's doing like, that and it works. Isn't so. that like Marvel where they do like X-Factor? Like, like, yeah, 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 it's exactly the same. So, yeah. Yeah. That vision. Yeah. But uh, Myers did really well. Yeah. So both Sounds Myers good. and Ray Ray did really, really well for uh, making top eight here. And uh, yeah. I feel like Alex Myers is getting uh, very strong now yep. in this game. I've been talking to Ray Ray on like Discord and he said he's starting to really understand the game. Oh, that's oh, nice. cool. Okay. That's good. Okay. Very talented. Uh, Killer Instinct, seventh place. Mutiny Grief in seventh place was also BH Water Horses. Uh, fifth place, Amenti with Gargos Maya and Jago. Fifth place, Fialiga with Richter. Fourth, Thrash Heavy with TJ Combo. Third, UA Base, Final Cinder. Second place, Hollywood Sleep, Arbiter Gargos and Arya. And first place, Circa Nikki Fulgore, who basically just ran through everybody. Yeah. Like he just destroyed everybody. It was pretty crazy. So good work. Yeah, and, and I I heard Sajam talking about it when he was streaming Ki yesterday. You know, he still doesn't even think necessarily Fulgore is the best character. It's just Nikki's really? just super good. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, shout outs to Nikki. Uh, huge success in this game right now. Uh, Mortal Kombat XL seventh places were too easy with Mystic Ermac and Cusco. <laughs> Cusco, nice. Uh, Cover mm -hmm. Ops Sonya Blade. Uh, fifth place, SNK Royale, too many characters today. Mutiny, Star Charger with Assassin Katana. Fourth place, Gnarly Gato Alex with uh, Kotal Kahn and Kano. Third place, Cory the Dragon with Quan Chi, Triborg, and Sub-Zero. Uh, second place was VGP Ominous. And uh, first place was PG Scar. Hmm. And, uh, sound like Scar kind of ran away with this yeah. one as well. Yeah, I mean, Scar is so. one of the best players in the world. Uh, and not a lot of the other best players in the world went to this thing, so it was... Third place at EVO, right? Right, so, yeah. Is Scar sec kind of second to uh, Sonic Fox right now? Um, is he second? I'm not sure. In the States, maybe, right? I, I would okay. say that the top tier players is like Sonic Fox, Scar is in there for sure, Dragon is in yeah, there. Dragon, um, uh, in, the, in the States, I guess. Mm. There's, uh, I don't know, probably a couple more. I don't know. And then Foxy Grandpa, for sure. I was just going to say Foxy Grandpa. Yeah. Oh my god. From mm. UK, yeah. Uh, Smash Brothers Wii U. So seventh place was Batman with Lucas Game Prodigy with Rosalina, Samus, and Warrior. Fifth place, Beastly uh, with Fox Corn and Ness. Fifth place was Help, Help! Exclamation mark, like the <laughs> Beatles movie. Sit. Uh, oh Fox uh, with Roy, Martha, and Lucina. Uh, fourth place, uh, Yuru Loki with Cloud. Third place, Ouija with Mario. Second place, <laughs> Cosmos with Corrin in first place, Karna with Sheik. So, did you guys watch this at all? Yeah. Um, we were at Shine. <laughs> so I do recognize Karna. I know Karna from Cosmos. like that from the Texas area. Cosmos heard a lot about it as well. I'm really happy to see Corrin actually place that high. It makes me super happy, oh, especially for Mario and Cloud. <laughs> Mario. Is, is Third Karna? place is uh, the reason you don't name yourself after a character that you made at the time. <laughs> yep, Ouija using Mario. Dude, it happens all the time, like PR Balrog, right? I mean, for a while he was using so, Nikali, well, what's it? and then he switched to Evil Ryu, you know? There was like... Hey, is, is Corrin good? Was, I don't know. think Corrin's bad, by any means. Like, they changed her ground speed, she used to run faster, now she doesn't, but 
and they changed the uh, her damage output, right, Gimmer? Which makes her um, moves on block not have as much block stun, and, yeah. the, and it combos a bit differently. But Corrin's still overall a pretty darn good character. She has an amazing poke that you can, like, if a person whiffs, she has an amazing whiff punish with that thrust that oh, she so has. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you can do it out of like any so dash. Hot. Corrin got nerfed before anyone proved she was broken. Right? She was definitely, like, really good. Her, uh, her counter was really strong, though, but yeah. Character's still good. And this is, a, this is a different though. Cosmos, right? Than the Marvel Cosmos, right? Because it's PG. Is it Panda Global uh, Cosmos? or? It's a different one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Guilty Gear Revelator. Uh, seventh place, Ghost Bear with Ramlethal. And Ray Play with Jam. Uh, fifth place, Hamad. I didn't even know Hamad played this game. Okay. Yeah, he's been playing that, not uh, really playing Street Fighter. Okay, Hamad with Kai, Kisk, and uh, Vogun with Kum, Heihun. Uh, fourth place was Shinku Hunter with Dizzy. Third place, Nerd Josh. Ooh, let's now, go. Listen, listen to top three. Listen to top three, right? Nerd Josh, Faust, and Elfelt. Second place was Oso with Elfelt. And first place was Hotashi with Elfelt. I mean, I'm not going to hate because <laughs> I do want to get into Exert, uh -huh. and the character that got me into Exert was Elfelt. So dude, Elfelt is sick. It dude. makes me sad that, yeah, she's top tier, but I'm not one of those people that gets upset when people get mad that I play uh -huh. top tier. If I uh, like the design yeah. of the uh -huh. character, I'll play the Take character. character. Yeah. I, I, when I saw Virgil, so anyway, when I saw Virgil, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I was at New York City Comic Con, saw Seth Killian, I was super pumped that he was there, because uh, I'm still a big Seth Killian fan, yeah. and, um, who isn't? Right? Yeah. When I saw, when, when I saw Virgil, I was like, holy moly, like, I don't really care much for Dante, but this character looks really cool, and... I thought he was really good before everybody else thought he yeah. was good. It took a little while. Yeah, it took a while, right? People were like, oh, he's laggy. And I'm like, at, at first, everybody was like, Wesker is so good. Yeah, oh, my uh, God. Ratio 4S Wesker or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It was, Do you want, what was your team in uh, Marvel? Uh, which which Marvel game? Uh, Ultimate. Uh, so here's another funny story. <laughs> Wolverine, Doom, Virgil was the team mm -hmm. I used before I saw Winrich and Pierre Rog popularize it, right? I, I would just... Actually, let me tell you how it started off. Ultimate Marvel's Capcom 3. I first started off with Wolverine. Uh, what's it? Hmm, wait a second. Wesker, Doom. Wesker, Wolverine, Doom, Wesker. Then I realized that, um, you know, Wesker just wasn't a good anchor. And I decided to go with Virgil. And lo and behold, uh, that yeah, worked out. He's a decent anchor. It, it became... It became <clears throat> uh, Team PR Rock should it be Team D One. I mean, it should be, but like I wasn't winning the tournaments that he was winning. <laughs> it's like it's like how um, Team EG in Vanilla. What was it like? She Hulk. Uh, <laughs> she Hulk. She Hulk Doom yeah. something. She Hulk Doom. Wolverine. 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 Wolverine Doom. She Hulk. Right. Or oh, She Hulk Doom. was on point. She Hulk was on point. She was on point. Wolverine was, was definitely was there. She Hulk Tron. It was She-Hulk something in Tron, right? Because Tron had the good assist. I don't know. In any case, it was... Oh, the... yeah, she had the broken fire system. Oh, yeah, invincible. but the, the, the shell was She-Hulk Doom. Oh, was um, it a Hagar? Just, no, I, maybe. I really don't recall. Anyway, it was Justin Wong started playing She-Hulk because of this guy. Really? Oh. Yes, he did. Right. So, Not... thank you for Team EG to Ultra Day. Oh, Wolverine She-Hulk Wesker was it? <laughs> I remembered level one Wolverine was Some super good. Say, yeah, there's there's like seven. There's so like many different shows. I forget yeah, it. Whatever. King of Fighters whatever. 14, right. seventh place was Alex X, <laughs> Alec, Alex Cash. 
and a Z Beastly. Uh, fifth place was Sedex Gallo and a Yachinator. Fourth place, TF Stray Wolf. Second place, P60 Sendo. Second place, once again, our boy Nerd Josh. And first place, uh, Bichio with King Mature and Leona. Hmm. And Nerd Josh actually said that um, Bichio actually beat him pretty badly. So he was like, oh, okay. So he knew that he had more to go on. But uh, so far, a lot of people are saying Nakaruru is really, really strong. So I'm picking up Nako. I'm, I liked her since CBS too, so I'm just going to play her. But I wanted to know. No, actually, don't tell me the tiers. I'm gonna play whatever I want to play. Well, I've heard that Mature is really good too. I haven't really. <laughs> I, I haven't tried her myself, but uh, I heard that she's really strong. Yeah, Mature. You embodied me in this game at E3, really like four sets straight. So I've already retired. Oh, I, oh yeah, I bodied him at E3, but I wasn't even all that good. I was just playing with folks, you know, like. You gotta tell that, man. Watching, watching Wednesday night fights, <laughs> Mature seemed really good. Yeah. She seemed really, really good. How's the Wona? Leona? Leona seems really Leona's good. Leona's really good. Yeah. That's where she could go into the stance and kick. Oh, no, no. Oh, you're talking about Luang. Lu, Luang, Luang, Luang. 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 I don't know how good she is, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. Either. I call her the kick version of Yamazaki because that's what yeah, it makes that me think of, basically. Mm -hmm. so. The last game um, Fighters I played was 98. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one, dude. Yeah. I mean, um, I like I like this one. I'd be down to lab it some more. UMVC3, Ray Ray placed higher in Street Fighter V than he did in UMVC3. Oh, wow. He's, uh, Ray Ray got 7th and Godlike Abe was 7th. 5th place, Terry Bogard and J-Dog. 4th place, Jan. 3rd place, F-Champ, who got double eliminated by 2nd oh. place, I Heart Justice. Dude, I watched that match. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw the first one. I didn't realize it was yeah, double eliminated. Yeah, yeah, he, he, beat him, he beat him both times with Dang. Phoenix Wright team. I know it was Phoenix Wright, dude. I saw only the earlier match. I didn't realize mm -hmm, that was mm -hmm. top three, too. That's crazy. Yeah, and, Wait, uh, Chun Lee got first? Yeah, yeah and dude, Ryan but... LV. Ryan LV? Ryan LV is uh, really, really good. Good I'm looking at the match, just making sure that uh, I'm right. Yeah, see, I Heart Justice beat champion. One character the original unknown team. I'm so happy to see Phoenix Wright get in the Grand Finals. Dude, that, I'm a big fan of Phoenix that's Wright. Insane. Yeah, Absurd. Grand Finals was Phoenix Wright, Captain America, Doctor Strange versus Chun-Li, Morgan, and Phoenix. Yo, those are, on paper, the ugliest teams. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, when, when you see the ideas that they have, there's some really good ideas in there. Yeah. So really good ideas. What assists does he run with? Chun Li does. It. I mean, not so Chun Li Phoenix Wright. So he, no, he, he just yeah he runs meter building with Morgan and with oh. Chun. Well, that's he, Ryan LB. Oh, yeah, Ryan LB. I, mean, I heard Justice. Uh, I, mean, I, I heard Justice. Yeah, I he, use, he uses Eye of Agamotto just to hold the space yeah, in yeah. front of him, okay. and then he can dig up stuff yeah. with Maya sitting there. He, he, he also uses Captain America, charging the star. Charging Star, charging just to build star. space in front of him, like okay. it pushes the opponent back. Yeah, yeah. Continues to search. Yeah. But as as soon as he gets into. What's the mode that's before turnabout? turnabout? Oh, no. oh, oh, oh. I forget what the stage two is called, whatever. Right. Uh, uh, when you have all the evidence. Then he immediately switches out and plays Captain. And then if he ever finds a big combo with Captain, he'll DHC into Maya Super, uh, then into turnabout mode, and then it's then it's party time. Oh, <laughs> it's party time. oh yeah. Uh, I, I noticed though that uh Trial mode and turnabout. Trial mode, mode. okay. Yeah. I noticed Champ, at least in the winter set, like he kept uh doing the push block error. Where he'd like block part of I of Agamotto and then fall into it because he tried to push block. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened like three times. Look at the bathroom. But. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> definitely. You, you, you really don't want to fall into uh, I, into Agamotto, because mm -hmm. Phoenix Wright can set up uh, unblockables by himself. Mm -hmm. oh. 
Dude, the best part is that there was one match where he used X Factor level three with Doctor Strange, and he's just like, "I am a face of the eye of the Hulk. You have the eye of the yeah. He's just like <laughs> shutting up. I want to see him do that in the Doctor Strange movie. That's all oh, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, that would be. Uh, Dead or Alive five last round fourth place was Playboy Dallas. That's a fair. Third place was Scrubby Scrub Boy Dragon. Scrub Boy Dragon. Yeah, you're right. Second place was Master, and first place Sweet Revenge. Let's go. Uh, there was also Argentina Pro Gaming Series 2016 that uh, Mike Ross attended. Mm. Uh, seventh place was GC Kyo with Ken and I Cure, or I Cure, I guess, with uh, Cami. Fifth place TF Fight with Nash and Karen. Fifth place Pump It 98 with Nash. Fourth place was Spez NZA Dem with Laura. Third place Trussy with Vega. Second place Cap Captain MD Luffy. With M Bison and Birdie, and first place DM Bake with a uh, bike with uh, Nash. So there you go. Yeah, I saw I saw Mike Ross out there. I wasn't sure what he was there for, but I guess it was for this event. Esports. Here's the question: um, Do you play Tekken by any chance? Uh, I am terrible at Tekken. Oh, because I swear they pronounce that Beck in. Oh, Tekken. is that is I that Beck? Okay. Korean. It sounds Korean. It is. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm it pretty is sure. Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. I've, I've heard people in the U.S. pronounce it Bake, Bike. Back, like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Beck Anyway, but yeah. shout out to Nash being all over the top eight. I made Nash. Coincidence? Makes sense. Of course you do. You just, you oh, use another it. coincidence, do you want? Dude, you saw me. Pax is before the tournament. The game was featured sure. in tournaments. I played Nash. Man, I played Armika, and she's got awful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just really say Armika's got awful? <laughs> all right, so it, there was also fight in Rio Olympia results. Seventh place was Dark with Alex, and seventh place was also Tubarao with Nikali. Fifth, Kaoma H18 with Karen. Uh, fifth place, Ludo with Ryu. Fourth place, Cabello 3000 with Fong. Nice. And uh, Big Gods, Kabeka with Ken. Second place, Zeus B with Karen. First place, Brolin Ho with Nikali. Brolinho. Brolinho? Oh, bro. Yeah, Brolinho. Sure. Uh, <laughs> David is better at pronunciations than I am. So. No Nash is there. Not Brawly, no. No, it's not Brawly Legs. No, it's not Brawly, no. Uh, and then, of course, there was Oz Hado, which took place in Australia. Stacked tournament. Lots of good ooh, players. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one was Names I recognize. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. All those other players. Uh, anyways. Uh, seventh place, Panda TV, Dark Jawa with Ken. Seventh place, Shang Tsung with Nash. Yay. Fifth place, uh, Huma TV, Human Bomb with Chun-Li, mm. and Falco, DS Falco with Chun-Li. Uh, I think that Falco. was the highest uh, Australian placing oh, there. Nice. Uh, fourth was time. EGK Brad with Kami. Third place, Itabashi <laughs> Zangief Woo! with Zangief. Oh, top three Gif. That's right. Second place, Gamer B with Nikali. And first place, second ranking event in a row, Daigo Umahara. Beast Daigo. Beast I think that's Daigo. pronounced Diego. <laughs> Diego. Diego. Diego Umahuarez, yeah, exactly. Reddit thread. Uh, but Itabashi uh, Zangief was so close to beating Gamer B. I gotta watch that. I didn't watch any he of He was yeah. up 2 0 against Gamer B. For real? Gamer B came back all the way to take it. 3 to 2. So Can I see who K Brad lost to now? K Brad's uh, a good friend of mine, you know. K Brad. K 
Okay, Brad, good friend of yours, the enemy of Hate Smash it. community right no, now. No, he actually loves no, Smash. I love Smash. I, I watch Smash. I know. I know. Smash. No, I know. Yeah. the best. I love you, K Brad. He lost to Daigo in Winners. As Gamer would say, Diego. And Itabashi. Oh, he lost the Itabashi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got lost three Itabashi. Itabashi. on? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, Dude, I actually, I honestly think that uh, Kami does not do well against Zangief. You yeah, know I've been five. saying that. It's 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually agree We'll say 55-45. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, Itazan qualified for CPT Asia Finals. Yeah, because Gamer B and uh, wow. Daigo have already qualified. That's amazing. Yes. So we've got a Zangief. Zangief. He was playing good too. I he was see playing this. well. I'll, I'll watch it, it was funny because I was doing the ST tournament. Oh, that's right. There's another results that I, I that I can talk about a little bit. But I was doing the ST tournament, and while I, I was doing it on my phone, I had the Oz Hado top oh. eight playing down there. So I was like watching both at the same time. It was. Yeah. I watched the ST. That was awesome. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. Oh yeah, oh, no yeah. worries, no worries. Uh, but yeah, so the XEST tournament happened this weekend. I'll, I'll switch it back to the main camp because mm -hmm. I won't have anything on yet. That took place this weekend. I commentated. So it was a Japanese tournament. It took place in Japan. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yeah, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Old school Olden game. Olden times. And uh, so they did a tournament this weekend. Uh, and uh, it's a team tournament. And I did the English restream. And I did that basically for seven to eight hours. Just like straight by, by myself. Wow. And it's always amazing. I, Except I had planned to go. And this is true. Mm -hmm. I d couldn't make it because my little kitten, three-month-old, Cat. I have two, three-month-old cat, uh, cats. One of them diarrheaed on the carpet. Oh no! And then ate it. And so I just basically thought that I should hang around to see if I like, need to take him to the hospital. Team <laughs> <Two> dogs. <laughs> uh, well, I guess so I didn't go. You know, David used to be team dogs <laughs> his whole bad. entire life. So I, I, so here's my ranking of pets. My pets, number one, dogs, cats. That's, that sounds about fair, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... My tier list, no pets. Dang. Yeah. Dude, pets are the best. Yes, I love... Yo, yo, you can go like, like having a like, kid, dude. go like this with a pet. It's something that's really... Uh, dude, they say people with pets have lower blood pressure. It's not working for me right now, but, you know, we'll see. But, uh, so, uh, the team that... I, I will just say that the team that won, uh, was Matsun, who was organizing the tournament. Uh, A4 and Open Mind, but their team was like super, super good. Uh, Wait, the, who were the, the rest? It was uh, Matsun who? Uh, A4 who used uh, Blanca and Open Mind who used Claw. And uh, Open Mind did a lot of the work, needless to say, because Claw is su super Yo, super but Mao good. lost. Like, Mao really lost super early. early. Mao is like, probably the best ST player in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the best. Maybe in the best player in the world. Maybe, but maybe in the world, yeah. I heard he teamed up with two like random people. Like, they, I mean, I don't know, but they didn't seem bad. Oh, I mean, random ST player in Japan means they're pretty good. Yo, it was so nice to see this because it's, okay. it's all just it's all old people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's like dudes coming in there with their, you know, they were just at work and they're just there. They're uh -huh. probably their wife and kids are at home or whatever. And they're here to play for an hour. Dude, or two. they actually had a special Super ceremony cool. where they brought like the original, like their Japan's Tomo, and like another guy who was like super good, and they just had them like. Like sit there and mess around a little, but they were both like fifty years old or something. Like, like legit, four, like 40 legit forties. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, like all like people who have been. I have to say fifties to make it sound old to me. Okay? Oh, fair enough. Fair so, enough. In any case, and the level of play, of course, was like amazing oh, yeah, to yeah, watch, yeah. right? Yeah. So I mean, the one thing that I do want to clarify, though, just in case the people who didn't get a chance to see it, is mm -hmm. that X 
EST is not a rebranding of X-Mania. X-Mania apparently happened last weekend, but nobody knew, and it was like only nine teams entered, and for some reason it was like all messed up, but uh, Matsun, who used to run X-Mania, did not help with that. He is now helping with X-EST, which is an every summer tournament, okay. and uh, that's what it stands for, and so they're actually different entities. Cool. Just, just, uh, uh, James, do you have the results from the European CPT qualifier? Oh, shoot. Oh, shizzle. I'll tell you what the important thing is. I'm still the daddy won it with Guile. Yes! So Guile has yes. won a CPT <gasps> something. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm super happy about that. Yeah. That's, that's why I wanted a secondary, because I really like the, yeah, man, you know, the Sonic Boom. People thought he was bad at first. I mean, I don't think he's good. I don't think he's great. I think he's mid, but I mean, he's, that's mid in Street Fighter Five means you're totally capable. Yo, top of three Geef here as well? Ugh, I didn't yeah, think yeah. about that. Like, is I watched that live. the worst but, character, Geef? Yeah, he is. Probably. So, well, I mean, we've seen Chris G, right? Yeah, yeah, Rock out. Yeah, yeah. He Wednesday won fights. some of those uh, proving grounds sure. as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Look seventh place was that with CCL with Chun Li. Seventh place was a real gym with Ryu. another Zeki. Wait, is please real medicine Chun Li in fifth and Hurricane <laughs> in fifth place. Fourth place was Luffy with Armika. Third place Infectious Zangief. Second place Akainu with Nash. And first place I'm still the daddy. With, uh, I like that. I'm still the daddy, yeah. you know, and he yeah. wins with Guile. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes me sad though that Rose isn't in this game because I was a big Luffy fan because of uh, Rose. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I you love Rose. And then you started picking her up. So yeah, my no. I, no, 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 no. So let me tell you something Too funny. Too late. No, no, no. Let me tell you no, 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 no. Too late. Street Fighter Four. The characters that I was interested in were Sagat. Rose and Gen, right? Sagat was broken. Then, yeah, really. This was before it came out. Before it came out, I was just like, I want to get this game and try Sagat, uh, Rose, and Gen. I realized Gen was oof, all right. Oh, whoa, 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 a little, a little too much. Yeah, Yeah, I'm just gonna try somebody else. (laughs) So I switched Gen with Rufus, and those have been like my three favorite characters to play. No matter how they patch them, I played them all, all three of them throughout Street Fighter Four. I tried Yun out once, because okay. people were like, hey, you know, Yun's a little brain dead. And I was like, ah, brain dead. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't like Yun that much. I'm good. <laughs> I played him for like a week. Yeah. Dropped him immediately. Yeah. Not that interesting. No. Remember yeah. when Yeb whipped out at that one tournament? Yeah, but they're doing those extended combos that they took out? Yeah. Yo, I, I used to play against Yeb online all the time in, in early SF4. Uh, we were like training partners a lot of the time. Yeah. And so I knew, I knew about Yun. Like yeah, between Vanilla and Super, Gen got nerfed, and yeah. nobody really knew how good he was. Everyone was Only like, a few what the did. heck? And yeah. everyone from San Diego was like, yep. we know exactly why. Because <laughs> that's where Yeb that was from. Was yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, anyway. They were like, we know. But then also, obviously, this weekend was Shine, right? Do you, do you remember the results off the top of your head by any chance? I um, have. Been, this is my... Oh, sweet. Okay, you have yeah, Here we go. Yeah, no problem. All right. Um, so there are three games, 64, um, Smash 4, and Melee. Mm-hmm. And As far as attendees are concerned, they had like 1,743 attendees across all the games. And nice. 500 extra spectators at the door. Yep. Nice. Oh, wow, that's great. Um, so in seventh place, we got the Jol and Shears. Shears is actually the organizer of Smash 64 at major events. Nice. Mm-hmm. And in fifth, we had Marbles and Nintendo. Nintendo, primarily known for his wobbling ice climbers in Melee. Fourth was yeah. a Fire Blaster. <laughs> Still Third was a Bark Sanchez. Second was Taco. Ooh. And then first was Super Boom Fan, who 
has been pretty much winning yeah, everything yeah, yeah. lately. Yeah. So yeah. He was the one who did like the combo video at a recent event too, wasn't he? Like, didn't he do like a live combo contest thing? Oh, uh, he was a judge at the combo oh, contest. He was yeah, a judge. I sat right oh, next okay, to him, okay, okay. and we were arguing about metrics. To you know, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's on. It's on uh, event hubs. Yeah. Oh, it's on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah actually. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, might be. Yeah, you can actually go. I, I should. Uh, Share oh, there oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Okay, okay. All right, cool. we're gonna go. Sweet, sweet, All right, sweet, so sweet. go to the Smash Four results and view one more. Go over this. Cool. You were the MC for that event. Yeah, I was actually the oh, MC for Smash Four. So this was like the first event in a long time where I didn't do, do commentary for Top Eight. They did ask casters to uh, apply to you know do commentary, and I didn't apply. I was like, I just kind of want to go to the East Coast because I was born there anyway that, yeah, and just yeah, kick yeah. it. But yeah. they they were like, hey, would you like to do a couple shifts and MC anyway? Sure. And I was like, all right, dude, if you guys need me, I'll help. So here we go. Super Smash Bros. for Wii U was pretty interesting. Uh, for seventh place, we have Mars, who's part of Denial Esports. This guy has a really sick zero suit. Samus did place top, um, if I'm not mistaken, was he was top eight at Genesis 3 as well. I think that was the first time where people really got to see him around the world. Like, everybody on the grand stage, okay. like, oh, this guy's really sick. Craftus, Sonic. Um, from the New England area, got seventh place as well. Fifth place from SoCal, Larry Lur, Rocking Fox, best Fox main in the world. Uh, oh, yeah. also, also tied for fifth. Fifth is Mutaking, um, repping Cloud. Uh, fourth place, Circa 6WX, repping Sonic. So two Sonics so far in the top eight. Um, and in the losers bracket, Craftus uh, basically lost to 6WX in a Sonic Mirror, or <laughs> no. Ditto, as we call it in the Smash right. Um Third place, Dath. Now, Dath made waves. Like, this oh, guy... Sick. Robin? Robin, yeah, yeah. Robin is a character that a lot of people, when they first got into Smash, they're like, oh, this character's pretty cool, you know? And then they realized the character's slow, and they felt like the character didn't have as many reliable combos. But as the patches kept coming, Robin got better, and got people were like, oh, look at this. Uh, all of a sudden... The character is pretty pretty viable, and Daff has been playing Robin for a very long time. This guy's been faithful to the character, and it shows here in his results. You know, third place. Uh, cool. Against Esam, I think it was down to game five, who got second place. So that's pretty sick stuff. Esam, repping Pikachu. From Super Smash Con, I actually heard that Esam's been trying his best to show people that he is still one of the best players out there. All other people have been like second guessing, is he really one of the greats of Smash 4? Because his results haven't quite said that, right? He's been in a bit of a slump. He's, to be fair, he's been, doing it, he's been doing it better in Melee, a game he doesn't even practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Like, he even got invited to an invitational for Melee and did really well there. People were like, well, what's going on? You know, okay. it, it was really funny. But second place, Esam with Pikachu, and he played Samus like one game against Zero. So I guess they just put that there. And first place, TSM Zero with Diddy Kong. And the cool thing about this is that Zero's been losing a lot to a lot yeah. of people, yeah. even out, like placing outside of top eight, right. which started to make people wonder, like, is he really the best player? You know, there's Ally, who yeah. is in contention, you know, also for best uh, Smash 4 player. But as far as the results are concerned, Zero still is ranked. Number one, we'll see what happens for 2016 okay. once this year is over. And then, yo, how, how do you feel about um, character balance and variety in that game? I mean, top eight is pretty good in terms oh, of number man. of characters. Yeah, this is, this is a lot of people's favorite Smash games because of the fact that there is char character, uh, a lot of decent character variety. Not yeah. saying Melee doesn't either. I feel like Melee does have character variety because here's one thing, right? People uh, don't realize when it comes to character variety, there's character variety. You can't count character variety in the viable 
uh, the pool of characters, right? It doesn't have to be the entire cast. It could just be uh, like an X amount of characters that are viable. If you see yeah, a bunch of different true. characters across the board, I mean, there's a decent amount of yeah. variety. But Smash 4, it's ridiculous. Like with all the patches that Sakurai did to the game, it has a, uh, yeah. So it's worked. Yeah, the, it's, the patches have yeah. been good. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, sure. By far, like, it's made the game a whole lot washable, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. I remember at Apex 2015, even uh. if it was, like, partnered by Nintendo, I was like, yeah, guys, remember to purchase Super Smash Bros. for Wii U so you can, uh, you know, pick Diddy and down throw up air into up air into yeah. up air. And people were like, wow, D1, so disrespectful, but... I, I had to put the message out there to let them know, like, hey, this is the, this is how it is. Yeah, the game, no one's. You gotta switch this up, and they're like, they hit me up. They're like, you know, and oh, anyway. So yeah, the game's great now. Here we go, <laughs> melee. Do <laughs> you advocates? So melee top eight, Plump and MacD got seventh place. Plump actually uh, playing Fox the whole event instead of his usual Sheik and Samus. So yeah. he's gone to the dark side as well. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> his Fox was fun to watch though, man. It was really quick. So really smart it's taking sets off of well-established box players in the ditto that's good like so he's insane uh so in fifth swedish delight and fan favorite x uh playing pikachu falco marth he tried a bunch of things on hungry box and nothing worked unfortunately um surprisingly in fourth hungry box um has been kind of stumbling ever since evo he lost to Fat and he lost to mango this event so Set rivalry between Mango and Hungry Box this year. Nine eight in Hungry Box's favor. It's gone really close. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, Mango got in third. S Fat has just been on a rampage lately. And the cool story about him is at the beginning of summer, I actually interviewed him for an article. It was like, by the end of summer, I want to win a major. And you look at S Fat and his skill level. He's not a god. He's not laughing. Just like, oh, like that sounds really ridiculous. But he, like. He's getting there. Yeah, yeah he beat Mango and Hungry Box and just couldn't get past Muji King. That's Ooh. awesome. Muji King didn't have to play either of them. <laughs> so yeah, SFAT handed the tournament to Muji King as well. <laughs> um, should, so Muji King was in the back and he was like really happy. He's like, do I have to play Hungry Box? He's like, no, Mango beat him. He's like, yes. <laughs> like, he's like, so happy. Um, but Muji King, good stuff to him. He played phenomenally well. Um, and this is the first tournament he's won with two other gods present since. Big House 3, which was, oh, like, two and oh a half, goodness. almost three years ago. Dang. So, oh, okay. Okay. so his mentality has been good, and, you know, we always love to see happy Muta King, who won three events, Smash 4 doubles, um, Melee doubles, Melee singles, and he got fifth in Smash 4. Yeah. So, really Nuts. good stuff. So, I always wonder this about Axe. So, he has Pikachu, but then he also clearly has, like, high or top tier characters. And how is it that he... Typically, if you if you play a character that's not like a higher top tier character, like you, that's your character. Or like if you have a counter pick, it's like another not high or top tier character. <laughs> if you have a high or top tier character and you want to win, why don't you just play it? It's a kind of a tough conundrum with Axe because he does so many things. It's kind of like with how Hungry Box is really the only phenomenal like top ten level puff. You can't really practice against that. And I don't want to call Axe gimmicky. Like he has revolutionized his character, but. He gets a lot of success because he implements new things tournament after tournament that no one has an idea to practice for. Whereas Falco Marth, like, you grab Falco, you, you've done the combos thousands of times that right. Falco's okay. going to die. Just, like character familiarity yeah. or lack yeah, of yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. 
And he's invested a lot of time in Pikachu as well. well clearly, so he I mean, probably yeah. identifies really well with that character more so than his secondaries. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. But typically, it seems like players who have that kind of a thing with their character, mm-hmm. that's their character. Yeah. Or if they have a, a counter pick, it's like some other bizarre pick. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain matchups like um, when Axe has to play Final Destination against Sheik, he's like, this matchup's so busted, I can't win this. Or when he's playing against Hungrybox, it's like, well, Hungrybox just goes into zones that Pikachu can't fight. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to play another character. Hmm. All right. Yeah. It's tough okay. watching him fight Jigglypuff. I'll oh, tell you that much. So, it's so depressing. <laughs> like, how, like how, how bad, if you had to rate it, like, in the 10, you know, out of 10 sort of thing, how bad are those matchups? Are those, like... I mean, I think it's, it's still, like, unexplored because we only get to see Axe and Hungrybox play high-level Pikachu jigs, and they're still exploring each other. Okay. Um, but the way Hungrybox plays it, it just looks impossible. It looks like 6-4, Or it looks way more 7-3 or 8-2, but like, like, that's yeah. maybe extreme. Yo, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say 8-2, right. eight, eight, 9-1. Like, I... For sure, there there are some situations that are like that. Yeah. It, yeah. It, nine ones are not common in major fighting games. Dude, I, I, I just really want to know, like, mm-hmm. is, who is the second best Jigglypuff? Is there a second best? I Jigglypuff? mean, uh, there's like a tier of second of next level players. There's Prince of Boo. There's yeah. uh, Tech from France. Okay. Um, but you see how Honeybox zones his spacing, his uh, combo game, the way he punishes, the way he prepares, like, everything. Uh, uh-huh. It's just so much harder to play against him than anybody else. Okay, okay. So, I mean, Jigglypuff's not even considered one of the top-tier characters, huh? I mean, he's debated anywhere from, like, some people are hyperbolic, because Honeybox results and say he's second. People say second to seventh, somewhere between there. Uh-huh. I think the reasonable average is, like, fourth or fifth. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, so that was uh, Shine. So big tournament, big big turnout. Oh, yeah. Just outside. I, I always root for ice climbers. Too. I just like. Oh, I like it. Dude, I don't know we, if you love, heard. we love wobbling, yes. right? He uh, actually yeah. sent Mango into the loser's bracket. Yeah, he did. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that was pretty. Really? And it was off like stream. Whenever I watch Mango play against ice climbers, it just looks awful. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, even Mango has said that Ice yeah. Climbers suck, right? I mean, so. I, I mean, I think the leeway, it, I mean, you make a few mistakes, you're, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. it's like, so you can be really good at the matchup, but lose. Not to, to throw salt, but like, you yeah. have to be playing at a base level to be Ice Climbers. Um, but Nintendo, I mean, of course, he, he got peached, so that's why he didn't make top eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Does Peach blow up the Ice it's, Climbers? It's like a 7-3, 8-2. Really? Yeah. What does Peach do to the Ice Climbers? Like, she's never grounded, right? The... Um, you can float at some height. And they slide. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, alright. Uh, so, uh, do you want to take a break and then we can come back and just go over random game news? Or do you want to just save the rest of that for uh, next week? Yeah, let's, let's just save it for next week. We're, already, <laughs> we're at two plus hours here. Yeah, I know, so. right? <laughs> I don't want to keep you guys yeah, me, too long uh, yeah. and stuff. I know you've got a long drive back home. <laughs> oh, you, you do? Drive. How far? Yeah, it's not too Yeah, I have a VIP room to get to, so... Oh. <laughs> you have a warm-up area to get to. I mean, to. I think at, at this hour it's like a 25, 30-minute drive, so okay. it's not too okay. bad. Not bad. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll just cover all the game news next week. You know, we'll 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 go back and catch up the two weeks that we're behind on there. So, uh, but no, I mean, thanks for coming yeah, by. I mean, I think the Appreciate coolest it. thing about it, honestly, was you know just kind of getting past a lot of the misconceptions because yeah. that's yeah. the problem. Is yeah. everyone's like, oh, the Smash community thinks this and that, and you know, most of it's not true. You know, and it's it's good to get that 
perspective and it's good to get that understanding mm -hmm. and you know and I am I'm always the person that's trying to promote like you know you don't have to enjoy games but just you know love the fact that other people love them you know yeah, what I mean yeah. appreciate the fact that there are people out there who love the game so you know I, I would love to see the Smash community and the FTC community continue to work together so. yeah I'd really be sad if I didn't get to watch uh, Melee or Smash 4 at events that I go to in the future. I think that would really be unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly enjoy going to events that have both FGC and, uh, you know, Smash oh, yeah. featured, conventional FGC games and Smash games featured there. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's nice to see you folks and Gamer, you know, yeah, just, yeah, at yeah. this point, like, I've met a bunch of Smash yeah. people. And, it's and, always and, nice to hang and out. What Gamer said earlier, you know, about having uh, Street Fighter Five maybe at Smash events, maybe pull in a few more games after testing Street Fighter Five and something. I think it'll be really the, cool. The first time that I went to Apex was probably 2012. 12. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh -huh. um, and that was honestly the first time I had ever seen Melee at that level. And it was ridiculous, man. Like, I was <laughs> oh yeah, didn't totally I sit down with you and watch Top 8? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you were like explaining a lot of things to me. Uh, oh, man, I totally time. forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> you awesome. and there was somebody, it might have been like Jay Rosa or somebody who I guess played Smash too. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, like it was so, the air footsies were so sick, I was like going yeah. wild for it. <laughs> it was so cool. Anyway. It was PP versus Armada, it was pretty crazy. Oh. Uh, wait, no, I, is it, was that? sure? It was 2013. You sure was it 2012? 2012 was the Armada, Hungrybox, Young Link, Age, uh, Oh, Young Link. I'm talking about Losers that. Finals then, right? I think that might have been Losers Finals. Yeah, because I remember you, we were going crazy for that. Did you remember seeing Mewtwo King versus like a Zero suit? I do think there was that a That was in Brawl, right? Yeah, yeah. Salem? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I remember Yipes was watching it as well. And he yeah, was like, yeah, he was there. He was getting hyped. Yeah, yeah man, like Ski Sonic and I were watching. There was a bunch of dudes. Yeah, yeah it was sick. And Azir Suit ended up winning. And then the funny thing about this guy is that he never really won tournament ever again, like a major. Not even a local. Not even a local, which is like <laughs> nuts. That sucks. Yeah, it was just like one hit wonder. But like, oh my god. He actually never won a local before that. Uh, yeah, wow. yeah. So he just boom, you know, big. Yeah, one yeah. day, just yeah. one day, he, was he just turned on like. He made a deal with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the joke that people make. Because he was like, oh, everybody leave me alone. Oh, I'm going to my room like, at the end of every night. Oh, oh, was it 2013? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever year I went there. Okay. Alright, thank you. My, right. my B. Yeah. All right. No Alright, well. But yeah, so again. Thanks a lot for coming. At XD1X, obviously, you mentioned you work for Twitch. You also do a lot of commentary for. Poke in for Smash 4, you're heavy and part melee. of the... Yeah, and Melee, so if you want to learn you. a lot about the Smash communities, good man to follow here, mm -hmm. and of course, yeah, Top of Kids. Yo, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, let's see, my YouTube, because I, I am going to start doing a ton of, like, content. Also, my Twitch broadcast on twitch.tv slash xd1x, which is also the same URL, uh, youtube.com slash xd1x for yeah. the VODs, for the live stream on Twitch. Shout out to these guys for the amazing water canteen. And um, I post a lot of stuff on Twitter, so if at anything, if you want to know about the other uh, websites that I, you know, feature my content, I'll make sure to put it on my Twitter. And of course, Tafo Kent's here is the walking melee or smash encyclopedia here, so he knows all the stats and uh, he has all the good information. So anything you want to plug? Okay. So uh, since. So Melee It On Me for YouTube is where our content goes. I do run a stream with Blur uh, called The Commentator's Curse where we talk about issues similar to you guys. Mm -hmm. And then since I'm not traveling in September, um, I've traveled four times in four weeks, 
starting starting not tomorrow but next week we'll resume tri- melee trivia nights. So okay. look forward to that's that. Cool. That'll be cool. And uh, All right, they man. can follow you obviously at Tafelkins, as you can see. Uh, yeah. T A F O K I N T S. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, so you have one more thing I could actually mention. Yeah. Um, for a lot of the people that are watching, if ever there's a Smash Brothers tournament happening, um, and you wanna you wanted to get like this promotion, please uh, feel free to let me know. Just like I have open DMs, let me know if an mm-hmm. event is happening prior to the weekend that it's happening. I always try to keep my ears to the streets if an event is happening. Reach out to the tournament organizer and see if we can give that event. Uh, you know, proper promotion so that people can watch the streams. Because there are a lot of cool areas in the world where they don't really get good uh, visibility, For sure. right? Mm-hmm. Like of course, most of the yeah. time, it's just if you're in the U.S., then you get the best viewership. But I like all the you know parts of the world to get the opportunity to get representation as well. One more thing. Right. Wait, 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 one more thing. Gimmer. I was just gonna say. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at the front. Like we're oh yeah, Gimmer's like, not on that I, I forget screen. that Gimmer yeah, exists. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Gimmer does exist, and uh, I've been we, looking at you guys. And figured out where you were. It's great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, VG Bootcamp, baby. What's up? That's right. One of the premier streamers of Smash. Um, and still the biggest channel for Smash on Twitch as well. Yeah. Summer of Smash is finally still. over, so I get a break. I'm very happy. This <laughs> yeah. summer has been absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, uh, channel's doing all right over there. <laughs> yeah. That's what. Dark. Oh yeah. What was it? The match called Surge versus Darkfall. <laughs> and Surge, Surge Lucario, Darkfall Link. <laughs> SF5. Dude, Gimmer's gonna see that title in his nightmares for the rest of his life, dude. Oh my god. There's some iPhone cracker that has 200,000 followers on Twitter helped get all the titles back. Yeah. Like, YouTube didn't do anything. Yeah. So, they're all back? Yeah. Oh, there's like 170 that are still wrong. Oh, well, whatever. Wait, how did. YouTube didn't do it? So, how did he fix it? Hey, uh, I had a bunch of text files saved with all the names of the matches in order. But also, our Twitter always pushed out the names. Yeah. Interesting. So they had the titles, and they were able to somehow backlog them, oh, and then make a script that went back yeah. and automatically retitled Are you them all. serious? And Holy also, crap. So, good news, and this is why not everybody should use Google, but Bing was outdated on the search results, so they used Bing also. Interesting. Oh, like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because they didn't update the names in the search archive. Oh, so they yeah, that that's too. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's I have like two here. days, okay. too. I'm... That's crazy. But I remember one time before Gamer taught me how to basically record and stream at the same time for him and to like input the, the name of the match and like what characters they're playing basically in the text file. And I took that for granted. I was like, why does he have to do all this nonsense? And now, you know, look at... <laughs> that, that, thank goodness, dude. Stream attack. Yeah. yeah seriously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, here. thanks a lot for coming. It was uh, one of my uh, bucket list goals to be on the Ultra Challenge. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Scar... I think Scar's been... Has Scar yeah, Scar been yeah, Scar was on yeah. Well, Scar was on the one at uh, Evo, yeah, Evo, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah so I was like, on your pool. I was on a couple, yeah. Zero was on here I brought Zero along with me. I like to bring friends with me. Well, see, Zero was on here, and then he became the best Smash 4 player, so obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it rubbed off. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that was crazy, huh? Look at that. Smash 4 came out, and you had him <laughs> on the show, and boom. It was totally the reason why. Exactly. All right. We're out of here. All right, Thanks cool. a lot for joining Thanks us, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Thank you, Gimmer, for calling in. So, oh, yeah. It was fun. All right. Bye. Peace Take care, out, y'all. everybody. Peace.